You're listening to GID Radio, the best alternative for commercial radio on GIDradio.com. Oh, I'm going to eat you. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to uh, another episode of Love on the Radio. (laughs) Your host, Raymond. Raymond. (laughs) Raymond. Raymond, uh, we have, uh, courtesy of Ron P., we have uh, 2010 Elmo Prio. It's aged. It's some aged from 2010. <laughs> it's aged three years, <laughs> Back in the day, 2010. He, Piemonte. He brought, he brought in some classy shit. Dimonze. He didn't bring any brown liquor. Controllata. We're ready when you are, son. <laughs> Moscato, imported from Italy. Uh, molto bene. All right, y'all. Welcome to the show. We, but we, let's kick it off, Ron. With the motherfucker jet, motherfucker theme song, and the blap on radio, motherfucker. Yes, we are live. There's so much to talk about today. Oh my god. Let's go to the chat room and see who's popping. They're just waiting for us to fucking start. That's what it is. They're like, yo, fuck y'all. No music. This show sucks. You good? How do I pop this out? Pause. Just click on the uh, top. You know, chat or whatever. Oh. Okay. We're about to get this going in, in a minute, though. But um, first of all, I want to start by um, thanking you guys for... Um, Continuing to tune in. Oh. Continuing to tune in to Black Bond Radio. We're trying to, you know, just push the envelope. Oh, word, word. And just talk shit. <laughs> Run's about to run it. Run it. For the beats. For the love. For the alcohol. For the party. No, Ron, you can turn it up. Turn it up, check. Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. <laughs> letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. <laughs> black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gon' knock, the snare gon' crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gon' pour, the speakers gon' crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. Yeah. So what the fuck did I miss last week, man? Last week was some fuckery. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what week isn't fuckery? La- last week was very wet. I don't yeah. even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going delving into that. Nah, it was like soggy. It was soggy. It was like soggy. It was like oh man, it was nice and sunny. And it was like was it was that. like it was like sagging titties. No, it was sog- <laughs> soggy. Um, it was golden era titties. <laughs> yeah, last week I mean, was golden era titties. Day. I think was, I thought we were talking about the radio show, not the weather outside. What the fuck? We're talking about <laughs> the weather outside. No, it was um, it was wet, but it was hot. You know what I mean? Pause. <laughs> Pause. Um, 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, it was it was rainy outside, but but in here it was definitely wavy uh, and hot. Yeah. It was a dope show. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't have a guest last week, but um, it was sort of like a continuation of um, the publicist talk show. from the week before. Yeah, the show before where we're like really and, and I'm kind of digging it. You know, we're we're kind of like. Um, Continuing the conversation from two weeks ago, as yeah. far as like, yeah. you know, producers getting fucked over and people are still hitting us up about that, saying that was one of their favorite episodes because they learned a lot, you know, not just yeah. with a guest. Yeah, so, exactly. So that's kind of dope that people exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's dope, man. And and you know, we took we took more phone calls last week, so we were able to get oh, some dope. questions from from people listening in and. Uh, get some feedback and even like you know some advice from other people too. So Dope. it was a nice conversation um, with with all of us. But uh, you know, I mean, it's important to talk about that shit because really, there, there's, it's very hard to find an outlet to find this information. Right. Um, you know, like I was saying before, you can't really find this. You can't find out about this shit at School of Audio Engineering necessarily. Or and I'm not bashing any of those schools. I think they're great, but. You can't really go to a school and, and learn this stuff. This is yeah. all l- real life uh, experience shit. Right, right. I mean, it's dope that people can actually share because a lot of cats, I don't know, it just always seemed like it was. You can probably just turn my mic up a little bit okay. instead of turning down the music. Uh, what's going on, Stoney? Before you even sit down, bring some cups because Run P didn't bring us any. Get some cups, Stoney. <laughs> Where's your, what, get some cups. What up, baby? I like the pink polo in the holo. We pink today, baby. Cutthroats. Let's go. Um, yeah, so I was just talking about, I was just feeling Sean in about last week's show, which was awesome. True. Oh, man. But you were missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean's presence. Nobody missed a damn thing. I missed thing. you, my nigga. Sean's, Sean's <laughs> presence was very much missed. Uh, <laughs> Quest did a good job, you know, coming in. Quest always comes in. And, man, and man fuck in. Quest, man. <laughs> man, he's, a, he's in ATL right now, too. What? He is? Yeah. What you doing? Maybe over there? I wasn't supposed to say anything. <laughs> he getting that bread. See, he lied. He told me, "Yo, I'll see what happened." Uh, <laughs> I, I gotta stay home. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> I gotta stay home. And, uh, I blew up his spot. That's fucked up. Was, uh, nah, I'm only playing. Hey man, um, I hope he's making you know use of his time down there. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. That's what counts. But um, no, Stoney, we we're talking about. Uh, I was just feeling Sean in about last week's show how. It was sort of a continuation from two weeks ago, and, yeah. and uh, we're taking phone calls from people and everything. So it was a good conversation, man. The blapper crap was good. Blapper crap was was uh, was it? It was. Actually, it was, it was pre- really it was good. Actually, it, was, it, it sucked because we crapped <laughs> everything. Yeah, what? we crapped everything. I don't think so, there was one blap. So Maybe. how was it good? No, it was like it was like one blap. Yeah. Somebody hit me up said that yo last week's blap was dope. I'm like, wait a second. No, it was dope. It was dope because <laughs> yeah. Ilman was. Brown paper bag. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, a lot of people are sending us pictures of brown paper bags Yo, and baby giraffes. You know what? Send us pictures of brown paper bags and we will post them on my blog. Yo, real, real, <laughs> we rap, will. That hoodie, that little sweater, that's. Yeah, shout to. Um, she caught a little. She, she's saying it's too tight for you. That, that uh, shout, <laughs> I'm with shout you, to um shout shout to Crooks and Castles man. That's shout just me trying to get it get to hold it. You know yeah, she no, no, no. likes it because it matches. They don't make this no it more. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Filipinos gotta look each other out. You know what I mean? Nah, we're kidding. So um, um, Sean, Sean, where were you this week, man? I was in Cali. Cali. Sean was week. getting wavy in Cali. Yeah. Swerve. 
Got, got, got the tan going, got the sun. Yeah, yeah. I'm, unfortunately, I stayed out in the sun way too much. So now you really look Dominican. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I got my dress shoes with no socks on right now. Right. <laughs> dress shoes with no <laughs> socks. Look down, right? That's how I was when I went to the Philippines. When I came back from the Philippines, <laughs> I was rocking fucking slippers around the crib and shit. Maybe you and were I, the size of this table, the color of this table. I was definitely the color of the table. Now I'm the color of my MacBook. All right, so wait, let's get cups for so, this. So you know what? Word. Word. I'm gonna blame Stony being late for the leak of Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna blame Stony being late because of that. Yeah, yo, I listened to it only like four songs in, and the four songs I heard, um, oh, you got three it? of them I was really fucking oh, can with. I get that? But I got you. But Bound, <laughs> just kidding, I don't have it. But Bound, that was my favorite joint, hands down. I didn't listen to the whole thing. Hey, Bound is. But what the fuck are y'all so, thinking about it? So, all right, all right. Because I know hand. everybody I, I, downloaded I it today. I radio okay. today. I haven't listened to Okay, this is much. my thing. Here's my there opinion. There was no and snare, no hi-hat in that bitch. Right, wait, wait it was all sample? It was just, I don't know what it was. Okay. <laughs> then I feel like that's all good. All right, it might have been one of the ten tracks. Right. <laughs> there's a lot of them that don't have snares from what I heard. Wow. Like, I only heard four. Here's my opinion. Right. No, that's not true. So, whoa, whoa, um, whoa, hey, with whoa. the four I heard, yeah. there were no snares. So... I uh, I listened to the album straight through. I was just in the studio. We'll talk about who I was in the studio with later on okay. and what's been happening this week. Yes, yes. But uh, so I listened to it, and then I walked here from the studio, and I listened to it again. Keep and it one hundred. Keep I, it one hundred. Don't be. Yeah, that's your man. I am. Don't be on. That's my boy. No, of course. I, no, 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 no. Keep it one hundred. I fucking love it. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's a gl- it's a, it's a glorified it's it's a it's a oh, it's a great. punk, hip hop, electronic album with so much energy. And I know Ron agrees with me on this. The energy on this on this album is so amazing. I think I, I think it's just one of those albums that you just need to play really loud. And it really really seems like it's one of those albums Yo, that. Ray. Will sound really, really good. Fuck y'all! Now listen to me. No, I'm it'll sound really good. Um, seeing, seeing him perform that shit live. Yeah. There's there's so many little things that happen in the beats and and, and different patterns and different you know uh, uh, moments through the album that I know allow him to really really get crazy during the live show. Right. And that part I can really really appreciate. Um, you know, this is not an album to like. You can't, and, and this is my opinion, but you can't put the album, play the album on medium volume and like play it in the background. It's definitely not one of those albums. It's one of those albums that you really, you know, you put it on for a moment. You know what I'm saying? If you want to get fucking really, really wild and crazy, it's one of those. You know what I mean? It's one of those that you wild out to. Now, and I, I, I love have, it. I have an idea. I think we should actually, when I guess when it's officially released, we should do a whole show blapping the crapping. Each song on on the Yeezus. I do that. Uh, I I I can't do that. I have oh, to be political. Oh my goodness! I do that. I would blap everything because mm-hmm. I love it. Can we I just at least do an overall review? Yeah, we should do. That a might review. be a that long. Be that was show. my review. No, no, <laughs> it's fine. Awesome. We got time. Yeah. Uh, that's um, that. My final review. I'm sorry to well, cut you guys we can't, off. We can't do all this final review we, stuff yet. We have. Oh, you guys have to listen to it first. You know what I mean? My question is: What's up with this? You stingy? Oh shit! My bad. Um, no, that's cool. No, you know I'm not going to drink. I think um, this is just my after two listens opinion. 
I'm loving it. I, I think it's creative. Uh, the sounds on there are, are fucking cool. I just think it's a cool ass album. It's so much fun to listen to. I don't care what anyone do you, says. Do you think that you have to be a top five producer in order to get away with an album this creative? No. Well, the reason why uh, Kanye could get away with it is because it's he's popular enough for enough people to hear it. Um, if you if you're an unknown dude and you come out with an album that sounds just like this, I mean, no, it's not going to make an impact. It's not. It's not going to make as big an impact as Kanye would. For sure. You think people will feel the same way about it though? Like some, you know what I mean? Like not to say that Maybe. it's bad, but a it's- smaller percentage because there's a, there's a small. All right, so this is and this is how I think it, it'll go down. If 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 an unknown artist put out the same exact album. And that unknown artist reaches 100 people. Let's say, in theory, uh, 45 of those people really like it. And 55 people hate it. So whereas Kanye comes out with it, and what is that, a 45% uh, uh, rate of people liking? Kanye comes out with it, you're talking, you know, 5, 6 million people. That's 3 million people that love it. There's my answer. Okay. Do the math, motherfucker. Kanye has more, is more famous. <laughs> that's basically what, that's he, point, yeah, he's that's doing like that. fucking fucking <laughs> math in there and shit. <laughs> Do <laughs> math. Remember that fucking Family Guy episode? Do Yo, math. Yo, Ill was a politician, man. That's yeah. a nah, good, um, nah. you would be a great politician, man. No, nah, I, I definitely, I I, honestly, the with the four songs I heard, the one song. Uh, the fuck was I just talking about? Bound. Bound. It confused me because I'm like, I'm like rocking out to this fucking crazy ass sample. <laughs> and I got my, you know, if you heard it, it, you know it's mastered pretty loud. And I'm on the subway. And I got the shit turned up. All of a sudden, John Legend starts singing. I'm like, where did, they come where from? did it come from? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't ready for it, yo. I wasn't ready for it, but then I had to listen to it again in like a different setting. I'm like, all right. Well, see, for me, when I I understand, like you know, now at this point that he's gonna do something so different, <coughs> I'm I shouldn't expect it just being a sample anyway. So. Right. I mean, the one thing I do like, I like that. It, it, from what I heard, I'm glad the shit don't sound like everybody else's stuff. Yeah. Yes. And he's changing the game again. He always changes the shit up, and I think that's dope. Yeah, I respect him for just every project he comes out with, he's pushing the boundary. And and not everyone's going to like it. And I like and I like that he, because he is an industry dude and he's that big name, he's like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make the beat y'all expect. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, okay, maybe, maybe this, the people that were expecting something felt like he took it a little too far. But come on, man, you're talking about a guy who is basically like one of the faces of hip-hop. He's a pop icon. And he his his mission statement for the album is not giving a fuck about it, from the artwork to the reason why it leaked, to the text the, the way it sounds. I, thought, I mean, I the no was, single, was brilliant. exactly, no single. You know that I mean that part you really have to appreciate from the guy. You said the no artwork was brilliant. Yeah, he kept it good. He's like, yo, just listen to the music. True, yeah. isn't he? Isn't Pusha doing no cover too? Oh, is Lord. he? 
it, it said please insert art here at the bottom. Push like, her too? Yeah, all his wow. all his singles that went up on like wow, no, right. I didn't know that. I, I hope that's know. not true. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. I mean it kind of makes sense, but it I know, but yeah, I'm yeah. thinking like please hop off right here. Yeah. You know what I, you know what was annoying when when like the artwork for the cruel summer stuff started coming out, like click and all that. Then all of a sudden, just everyone's like doing that artwork, yep. where it's like big word, big letters for the name of the song, and then like <laughs> small letters for the fucking artist, like trying to be artsy. But we live in this a- nigga Come said, on. "I'd rather listen to a full riffraff album." <laughs> <laughs> but we live in an industry; everything is Mr. Me, Mr. Me Too. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's yeah. missed the me too. Yeah, it's fine though. I mean, it just goes to show. Anyway, exactly. let's 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 stop talking about users. Go pick it up on on Tuesday. You know what I mean? Support the guys so that we can get a great album next time. You uh, know, for those that are we gotta say, you know, Static Selector. Yes, uh, J Cole. Um, I don't know. Uh, did you guys hear his? I heard it. Joint. I heard. I it. didn't hear the whole thing. I only heard yeah. like one song. I heard. I heard but it. I didn't like this. The fucking snare was bothering the shit out of me. The one with Fifty Cent on it. Oh, I didn't hear that. Wait, what? Uh, I didn't hear there's that. There's like this song with Fifty Cent on the hook, and yeah. the well, snare heard. Was... No, is the there's a joint Fifty on there. Yeah. yeah, it's on not right. I mean, like everybody has that shit. It's not like I got some exclusive shit. <laughs> Please. <laughs> no, I, I heard the the J Cole album. I think it's a good hip hop album. No more, yeah? no less. I don't think I don't think it's. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think it's like, oh my god, this is so innovative. But it doesn't have to be. But they did. They published. They 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 publicized it like it was. Oh my god, you know. Right. But right, the I heard some coming. of it too. And it was, it's good. And as a producer, they kind of try to put him on a whole nother stratosphere. How do, as how a producer, they, I gotta say, how did they publicize it as like it was going to be the most amazing album? Because I really didn't didn't get any like advertisements or anything pushed in my face like. I he wasn't doing shit like with the, with the projecting shit on a fucking building in across the United States. Right. He well, wasn't doing that shit. Well, his budget <laughs> ain't doing well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. shit, I can do that with my projector. Well, you ain't Kanye. <laughs> Kanye's budget is... But you know what I mean? It, it didn't really feel like... I didn't feel impacted by his promotion. I felt it because of the, the way Elliot Wilson... I mean, it, he had a whole bunch you know, of things I didn't going even on. There was, there was a lot there of anticipation. A lot of anticipation yeah? For him. Yeah, yeah, there was. I mean, he didn't go drastic with the creative marketing rollout. But but there was definitely anticipation for sure. It, I, I I think it's a good album. No so, more, no less. So it's, a good, it's, it's a good album. It's a good album. Hey, Tell me about these beats. The was, beats are better. I, I, I personally think that... He did too much of the same style beat, without giving too much away. Mm. Um, like, and, and I'm not a huge fan of that style of beat. And he did it like five times on. It. I was like, I fuck. Agree. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It was yeah. like yeah. it was very J Cole. J Cole's fans will be satisfied. They will. They will. I'm satisfied with it. I think it's better than the last one. Yeah. yeah. I think he's becoming more of an artist in the way that he speaks. But right. the album to me doesn't reflect the the conversation about the album. Did he do all yeah. the beats or did somebody else? He did the entire album. He did the whole really? shit. Shout to my man Elite. That's dope. Uh, the one song I really loved that Elite co-produced was the TLC shit. I really fucked that with that. That was pretty dope. It just brought me back to the yeah, 90s, but, man. But it still sounded like something that was done already. It wasn't it anything does. that was cutting edge. It's a radio yeah. single. Yeah. But they did a hell of a job doing it. And yeah, shout did. to Elite for the good. co-production on that and some of the other shit, man. Elite's the homie. Yeah. How about um, this uh, Wale shit that's coming out? 
I, I did not hear. I, I the only one I heard was 88, and Just Blaze did it. By the way, I shit love the fucking shit with Rihanna, yo. That's my shit. The Wale I, I like single. the original one. I love the Rihanna shit. They're both dope. But I, I like the, the original shit. one. But the one with Rihanna, the drums on it. Yeah? Yeah. The drums are crazy. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. What Mike Will did that shit, right? Yeah, the... Did it sound like him? The drums. I mean, you know, nowadays you can never tell because motherfuckers, you know, yeah, oh, the, the, we won't go there. The drums on the Rihanna version is <laughs> yeah. like they remixed it was crazy. Yeah. But I still like Tian. What's her name? The the singer um from the original joint. Oh, well, Miguel was on the original, wasn't it? No, no. No, it sounded like Miguel. Not the girl. Um, Tiara or something. Tiara. Tiara or something. Tiara or something. She's dope. <laughs> yeah. She, but she's dope. She, I like yeah. her version because it's her song actually. And he's rapping right. on her song. So right, right. Shout out to her. Well, shout out to Wale. He's coming out with a new album soon, I believe. I like right? Wale. He does. 20, I fuck with Wale. I fuck with Wale. Um, Static Selector's album's fire. For all you guys, just want a dope hip hop album with some boom bap shit on it and some like really cool uh, feature pair ups. Um, definitely cop that Static uh, Selector album on Tuesday as well. Shout out to Static. Um, what else is coming out? Mac Miller. Yeah, the, the the two songs I heard, the one with Flying Lotus and the other one was like the the lead single. I was fucking with both of them. I always fuck with anything that's Flying Lotus, but the other one, hell yeah, it. I don't know. I haven't listened to Mac Miller in a while, to be honest with you. Me neither. And it sounded totally different than the Mac Miller I heard like a while ago. Yeah, really? yeah. I he's still growing. I feel like he's still growing. Yeah, yeah, which is good. Good for him. But uh, congrats. To all those guys coming out with albums on Tuesday. I'm sure there's other ones that we're forgetting. Uh, but those are the standout ones that most people are talking about. I picked up that Thundercat bass album today. Yeah? You'll fucking be, uh, great. You like that yeah. shit? It's so fucking fun to listen to. What's man. your favorite John on there? I love the intro. I love the single. I don't know any of the names because all I did was put it on my phone and play it in the car. I love the, f- the first half of the album is really good, but I love the second half more. My favorite John in there was the one that was only like fucking forty seconds. <laughs> oh, the sh- it was short. The one, right? uh, it's like. I message, thought that was an intro message for Austin or some okay. shit with all the crazy strings. Oh yeah, see, I thought that, that was part of the the, the next song. Yeah. I got to start looking at fucking tracks when I listen. It's crazy, <laughs> um, but yeah, pick up that Thundercat bass album. That shit's super creative and cool and fun. Um, man. So much other shit, too. What's coming up? Uh, Redman announced Muddy Waters 2. Nice. Uh, I heard a lot of it. It sounds crazy. I, I, ho- think, I hope he did the beat. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think um, I think, I think, think people are going to dig the album because it's, you know, the Redman that we all love. I mean, he's going in on the shit. He's talking crazy, and the beats are banging, so. Yeah. Yo, P, this is Scott, yo. This is not bad. This is nice. Here we go. El Mopio Moscato is delicious. Yeah, yeah. I need, I, I need a bottle. Just fill up my cup again. Thanks. Word. Fill um, up my cup. <laughs> fit, 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 fit. So what the fuck else, y'all? Should we um, just get in this blap of crap right now? We could. I can. Can I we can. talk about what happened? Oh yeah. This so week? I mean, huh? We have to. <laughs> so let's. Um. Well, let's. First of all, we got a really awesome guest coming in. Uh, at eleven. Uh, my man Tony G, A and R head A and R of G Unit now. Um. Coming in, and he's going to speak to you guys and speak to us about many different things. He's got some cool shit in the works, man. People awesome. think, like, 50 and G-Unit aren't, like, working right now, but they're doing a lot of shit behind the scenes. So we're going to talk about a lot of that stuff. That's going to be cool. Well, of course, we have Blap of Crap. But this week, yeah, quickly, I'll just talk about uh, what, I, what I was doing this, this past week. So uh, 
As you guys may or may not know, um, Slaughterhouse is back in the studio working on their album. Um, and just being there for these sessions, um, you know, they're basically out here in New York for a month, locked out in various studios. And what I can say is the album is, I feel like the album is going to be monstrous. Um, everyone is in a good space. The energy has been really, really great. Um, the production you know, I mean, we've already announced it on Twitter and everything. You know, the production's going to be crazy. It's, uh, you know, so far it's basically me, uh, Cardiac Flatline, uh, Just Blaze, Justice League, A-Rap Music, and a couple other surprises so far. Um, and so it's coming out really crazy, and I'm just, you know, honored to be included in the whole, you know, creation of it, being there, you know, being there pretty much every day, so... It's been pretty surreal, you know what I mean? It's definitely a learning experience to, to kind of see what four monstrous MCs, how they work in the studio. I mean, you got to think about it. You got different rooms, different producers, all these beats, and then you have, right. you know, four incredible, incredible MCs making a song. So it's like you got to think about, like, you know, or be curious as to, like, okay, who goes first? Like, what, how do they pick the beats? Because everyone's got different individual tastes. So it's, it's really been a, a cool experience. Now, how was it for you, like, um, <clears throat> for the producers who are listening, what do you walk away with being in a room? Were you, in, you were in the room with you. It was you, Cardiac, yeah. um, what, Justin. What did that feel like? Being in the room, creating, it, all, it that, just, all that energy. It felt, it felt like this should be happening more. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's become this... The world of production has become this, this process where you're a producer and you, you're you the last person invited to the fucking studio. And that's complete shit to me. That shouldn't happen. You know, and I understand that... <coughs> sorry, the concept of... You know, if you're a new young producer and you're just getting your placements up, you know, you might not have the skill set to be in that room to control and... Not control, but to contribute in that sort of way, and you know all about your personality and so. In that part, I understand, but you know, I think I think it's harder to 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 at least be given a chance to 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 be put in that situation. I mean, how are you going to learn if you're never in that situation? So, the fact that that we're we've all come together and and the powers that be have allowed it to happen is 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 uh, you know means some really amazing music and and just being in there, feeding off of different creative people different producers, different writers, and, and the fact that we all fuck with each other and respect each other, uh, the energy has been really high and, and really um, really incredible. So, I, And I th just think that that means better music. So I, I really do feel like that should be happening more. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like that whole process you guys are doing is kind of like, like y'all doing a quote-unquote fucking hate that say it a Yeezy album because like yeah. he has mad producers all in one room yep right or mm -hmm. in one studio y'all all working on shit like I got to sit in on one session that was really fucking cool because you know you got to see the A&R doing his thing be right. like yo he's over yeah. here playing beats while they're writing and the A&R is like checking in on like producers and like oh that's he right there put that one aside then go to another room and then the manager come by and be like, yo, yeah, we definitely need that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like, and then they all get together, talk about it, agree and, on and these And then everybody's beats. feeling good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And right. you just see all this process go through, like, all, you know, all the hands in the pot. So yeah. I thought it was really cool to see that whole process. Now, yeah, and, now and, you, you sitting in on the side, being a producer as well, 
and watching, watching the creative I was, process. I was mad salty because I didn't have my shit. Because <laughs> wow. I came from my day job. You know what I mean? But, but you um, will bring it next time. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah. So that's the lesson, I guess. Carry your... Yeah, well, not not even carry bees. Like I wanted to carry my equipment because like everybody's making shit on the spot. I'm like, damn. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't invited. Yeah, no, you. Were but invited. I came, you know, yeah. right, right. came through for ill. And yeah. um, now being I'm being, like, being that you are a producer and you were sitting in that in that room and you watched all these guys working, how did that make you feel? Like, I mean, it's not inspiring seeing anybody create, yeah. you know. So. No, no. I'm sitting no, there what, like, what, damn, what, what, all right, I li- should I go home? <laughs> should or, I stay or. here and not miss anything? You yeah. know what I mean? But what, what, like, was, just, what was everybody using? Um, everybody's using different shit. I'll let you know. I'll let you I'll run Shawty, down the you whole know, you, know every, you know all, all right, of that. So, so Cardiac was using Fruity Loops. Right. Nothing else. Um, Illmind, he was using Pro Tools and a yeah. keyboard. Nice. Nothing else. Justice League, they were using, um, what were they using? Native Instruments and Logic. Logic, yeah. And they had all their UAD plugins and shit. Yeah. Damn. The cool, thing about, the cool thing about technology now and then all of us in the same room is like, we're like, we're open to sharing each other's secrets too. So like, you know, I would peek into Justice League's room and, and they go, what y'all doing right now? What y'all, what y'all using yeah, right they now? Were, they were and laying then, horns know, and shit. Yeah. They were those doing dudes, all types those of Those dudes are like... It, it was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, moral of the story is this. You know, I, I feel like it would be good for, for music to... Or, or at least some of these guys who can make these, you know, executive decisions to start putting these producers together, man. You know what I mean? Like, call call everybody up and, 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 and people should be connected to each other if they're on the same album. Well, the reason why I asked you how you felt and how you felt about it is, okay, you got into a studio with Just Blaze and Justice League and Cardiac and all these guys, A-list guys, but for the guys who are listening to the show right now or the girls or whoever's a producer, don't wait for, like, you all to be A-list niggas to sit in a room together and do stuff. Do the same process even if you don't have a placement. Yep. Do do the same thing and then create music together. Even if you're not just Blaze or you're not Cardiac, or whatever, that should be something that producers do. Period. Yeah. You know that that's the whole idea. Like, oh man, you know, just Blaze, everybody. The it's looking that, and it looks cool, but you could be cool doing it yourself. You don't have to be so and so to do it. What yeah. I thought was really cool is how like everybody seemed like they had input on each other's shit. You know what I mean? That's like, dope. regardless. Of what it's gonna come down to at the end of like the track listings, but it's like co-production by everybody. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. We're we're yeah. all open to e- to each other's um, music. You know what I mean? That's like I, you know, I was one time I was this was a couple of days ago. I was I was um, working on a joint and I showed Just and um, and then you know he came back with a suggestion about like a snare drum and I was like, yo, take the session and work on the snare drum. You That's know real. what I'm saying? That's so real. like just stuff like that. You know, being able to, to know each other's strengths. And, 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 and be open to feedback, man. And, and you know that you got to be the type of person, you got to be a certain kind of way to really, really thrive in that environment. You know what I mean? Because yeah, be some people are very, you know, private, closed off. And yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, when you're, cre- when you're collaborating with other people, it's really important to, to be open to that. So. Well, I mean, if somebody invites you to something like that, you got to know that yeah. it has to be an open forum. Yeah. It doesn't work unless you completely trust in, in what you're doing. It's the trust. Yeah, 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 it's very true. But um, so shout to shout to everybody involved the Slaughterhouse album. Uh, 
Looking forward to and shout out to that, that engineer company. too, man. Parks Justice is amazing. Engineer. Shout out to Parks, man. Um, he was he's holding cool it shit. down. If he's, you guys don't know, you should follow him on Twitter definitely because he always has some like very dope tips. Yes, for yes. Mixing your own shit. So. He's mad quick on the on the Pro Tools shit too. So definitely shout uh shout to Parks, man. Um, yeah. So shit. Let's see, man. It's eleven thirty-two. Tony's coming soon. What do y'all want to do? We want to do this blapper crap or what? We should do this crapper crap. Let's do. I hope it's blapper <laughs> blap today. Seriously, fuck. I don't want no paper bags, man. For real? I have too many, too many, too many, too many. Um. All right, yeah. Sounds Let's good. do this, bro. Let's do it. Blapper crap. We need like a fucking uh, blapper crap theme song or sound effect or something. We All do, right. and we also need everybody submitting to actually put your name on the tag. Like I keep on saying yeah. every fucking week. <laughs> Y'all be eating red crayons because the red crayons taste the best. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, man, y'all be selling gold crayons because you think it's real gold. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this one, I guess is it says Blapper Crap, Dirt Beats. Oh, Dirt Beats. Yeah, okay. yeah. he's the dude that did the uh, the Pink Floyd flip, I think. Okay. Right. Definitely well, that guy. Yeah. Well, before you start run, guys, one more one more PSA, man. Please label your shit. It's not hard, yo. If you can fucking use Fruity Loops or whatever the fuck you're using, it's easy hard. to, it's to hard. label your shit. Don't don't it's you guys hard. want credit? You know, and then people complain yeah. that my shit ain't played, my shit ain't played. Well, just make sure you label it right. You know what I'm saying? Please. All right, let's go. Okay. started off I don't, I'm blapping I don't really need to say anything else man that shit was kind of dope Stony. I'm blapping it's dope I'm gonna blap it that shit was dope um, I've, I wish that the hook came in a little bit earlier yeah it was a that little change up was dope yeah. um, really tsk, shit that shit was banging yo yeah blap yeah. blapperific uh, yes it sounded like it was in the, somebody's basement in the beginning and then it like finally <laughs> came in so I love it. That was done on purpose. This is a good start. Good start. <laughs> no, no whammies, no whammies, no bags, no baby, no brown. You said bags, that was no dirt beats, bags. right? Yeah, D E R T. Right. Word, word. Dirt. Good job. Let's go. Next joint is easy as pie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pie, pie is not easy to cook, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's really difficult. That's but, a dumb yeah, thing. no name. Oh, great. It's got about a pre crust. started off i'm not a huge fan of that uh, a lot of things i think the idea was great but um execution to in my opinion just the air horns in the beginning too much um <laughs> too much. that shit was <laughs> too much of that and uh the mix was kind of weird man like i wanted to really feel that kick oh, punch no, through about to say that. I, I and the snare kick, the man. snare was like every yeah, snare kick. drum that hit felt like uh felt like a fucking uh pencil Inside of my, uh, my, uh, <laughs> my ear. <laughs> Fuck, uh, that shit was hurting. Uh, so I'm gonna crap it. Inside my, inside my, my, my ear. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was on the fence about that. Yeah. Um, I really thought I was gonna hear like that kick, but yo, I don't know what happened, B. It I went missing. It found but, its way inside of a bag. Yeah, that, I didn't really like the mixing, so I'm gonna have to. Crap in on that. It would have been dope, but I, I took the headphones off to hear maybe the kick out here in the studio. The kick, it wasn't it wasn't brown paper bag. Right. It's just the mix, and it was just yeah, yeah. it's the mix. She's playing hide and go seek with the beat. Yeah, the you know those little you know those little hostess cakes. <laughs> and you know the little like white cardboard piece that goes under the the cupcake. Yeah. It was like one of those. Wow. Like flapping in the wind. <laughs> So not quite paper bag, but probably like a hostess cake cardboard. Um, okay, next. P, what do we uh, got? This next joint is Kobe Mix. Whatever that means, I guess. Okay.
Stone started off. There's such a thing as sometimes uh, less is more. Yeah. And I think in that track, less would have been more. Yeah. That, that's how I feel about it. I, I thought it was, I thought it was dope. I just thought it was a lot. Right. Yeah, drums were cool, but I I really wasn't feeling like the new agey Yanni. <laughs> Right. Yeah, piano yeah. going on in there. <laughs> it's a Yanni. No, but like you know, the drums and shit was dope though. But it was just, it was just too yeah, much. Yeah, lost too much. Yeah, man. I agree with both of you guys. Um, the dr- the drum, the drums had potential, man. But uh, and I hear the progression in there, and the but highs like were it didn't. Too high too. Yeah, like like the melody wasn't popping out enough. You know what I mean? So, uh, definitely some Yanni. It was like Yanni carrying a paper bag. <laughs> fucking foolish, man. <laughs> You're fucking foolish. What do you think? I man? like it. I bla- I like that. I mean, I'm on that shit right now. Yeah. So, yeah. I, but it doesn't sound like, as far as like an actual like song, it doesn't sound like anybody's gonna be on there and really like you know carry it. Like that song right. sounds like it's made for itself. Yeah. Right. It's gonna I mean, alone. like I know what you mean by I'm on that type of shit right now. I'm sure if he threw on some like super trap hi hats, you'd be feeling it even more. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, it depends. You can't go overload, but yeah, it definitely had potential though, for sure. All right, who's uh, who's up next? Next, uh, we've got. Uh, oh, look at that! Uh, May twenty first. Oh, that's I dope. <laughs> that's a dope producer Damn. name right there, man. May twenty first, baby. May twenty first. All right. Should we even waste our time playing this? Play it. Play If you're tuning in, please shout us out and let us know this is your shit. <laughs> May 21st, baby. Why when I tell you turn shit off, you don't be turning the shit the fuck off, man? Yo, seriously? He's just like really hype. Right now. <laughs> that was bad. Not because like, the what last. The fuck? No, because the last time I said, yo, cut that, you looking at me, nigga. And I turned it down. You cut the shit off, you cut it right off. I turned it down. You get not let it keep you know, going. It's, the, it's going, the cable knit sweater. Right. Yeah, it is. Oh. <laughs> it's polo, May, nigga. May, it's polo, May, nigga. May 21st, I was. I, I wasn't feeling that. Um, yeah. Because it, it sounded like. To rock the bounty hunter again, the, the dinosaur <laughs> hunter. It oh just reminds me God. of that shit. But no, nah, I mean like the, the, your drums was <laughs> super super weak. So just yeah, no. Replace those drums and maybe mix a little bit better because I I think I heard other shit in the background, but I really couldn't hear it per yeah. se. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not big on that either. Everything sounded stock to me, and uh, it almost sounded like. Um, like you know when you like open up like a like one of those free programs, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then like there's like a demo song that automatically yeah. loads up and you hit play. Yeah. Play that one more time, run just nah. for like one second. No, I want to hear it. Watch, watch, watch. Play. You're playing something else with it, right? No, is that the same beat? Oh, this this is the yeah. hook. Play it. Yes, yeah. Music generator. Four thousand. I definitely feel like the dinosaur is about to attack me right now. 
Download the full version. Let's, let's, let's move on, man. I don't want to clown this anymore. All right, all right. This is bad. All right, no. On some real shit, it. though, um, well, just sound, a, it, lot so. of, a lot of it has to do with sound selection. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a bad idea. Like, the tempo is cool and the jump pattern was cool, but... Sound selection, I say that all the time. Sound selection is everything, so it definitely was a, was a miss for that. Yeah. P? Are we in unanimous? I just was laughing because he said the tempo was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the tempo was hot. <laughs> Yo, the tempo was flaming. Yeah. Yo, that tempo, though, yeah, that, that was, shit was crazy. That was crap. That was crap. All right. Uh, Let's go to next the next joint. Is, uh, and I just want you guys to know, this is just all fun, man, like, you know what I mean? We're not, like, fucking trying to shit on anybody. <laughs> Apparently not. You well, know? just keep in mind, we're critiquing your work, <laughs> yeah, not you. Yeah, it's not. You know what I'm saying? If the shit Jeez. was hot, it wouldn't be shitted on. So let's go. All right, next joint is Not Like You. No other names or anything. I want to hear a bass line. I like it, but I want something else on that shit. Like, it Nigga, seems, that shit hard, man. No, nah, it seems super simple with just drums, bass line, and the sample. Like, right. he had keys in there a yeah. little bit, but I want to hear more of that. I think it was. I think it's done. I think I'm, not crapping, it, just, I'm not crapping it, though. I'm not crapping it, With an artist on it, he left enough room for a dope record. But that's definitely Black Milk all day. Yeah, it really that's felt a lot like Black day. Milk Pause. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I like how it came in. The switch-up kind of threw me off a little, and then I started to understand it. Yeah. Uh, what was that like uh, eight bars in? Um, I, this shit was banging. Was a, you you can you play that shit and people people will like that shit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna blap it. I'm gonna blap it. I do I do agree with Sean though. If you put a little bit more in there, it may or may not have made a difference. So um, so I'm gonna blap it. Yeah. yeah, definitely a blap. That shit is like Streets of Rage, the new one. Yeah, the, the intro was shit. long though. Like yeah, I was ex- yeah, like that intro like. You know, one 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 thing that I really that I learned, man, like, you know, intros are cool, but like it's really, really you're shooting yourself in the foot if the intros are too long. Like, like if the intro is more than fucking 15 seconds, 10 seconds, like, you know, people will skip it, you know, and they're missing out on it. So, and you know, I know Tony can agree with that. We'll talk about that later. Tony has heard many long intros in his lifetime. <laughs> including for myself. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So let's get to the next one. Next joint is entitled Slap Symphony. Oh, okay. If that's Slap Symphony from Hawaii, then they got fire. Yeah, this is let's see. 
I'm gonna crap it. Um, too, it was just repetitive. Uh, the drum pattern wasn't very uh, entertaining. Um, the bump, bump, bump wasn't very entertaining. The sounds weren't very entertaining. Um, it wasn't very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't think it was that bad. I, I mean, didn't like it. I I'm just, gonna crap I, it. I, I, I didn't like the snare, but I'm not gonna crap it. I'm gonna blap it. Yeah. I, I wasn't mad at it. I thought that it was what it was, and it was cool. I, I didn't like the snare, but I'm, I'm going to blap it. Cool. Go ahead, Ron. That joint is like the chicken and waffle flavor chips. You see, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, oh. it's about to be popping. Like, it ain't that bad, my nigga. Stop. No, but I'm saying, like, Come people on. fuck with the chicken and waffle for uh, chips, yeah. but... So are Just those not good though? No, the they're not. I, I was eyeing those. <laughs> huh? I was eyeing those. No, I'm just saying like it sounded real good. It was knocking, and then it just like it, the, the change kept up. Doing you the got you thing. got bored with it. That's what happened. It got boring, but it was dope. It wasn't whack. In Stoney's eyes, I mean, but it was if you dope. get bored, yeah. yeah. Oh my eyes. And yeah. No, yeah, I'm a crap so only because it sounded kind of old. Like the sand on the message board, it sounded like uh, live '04. Load up screen and shit. No one but, cares about your opinion on the message board. <laughs> Fuck you. Nah, I'm like, nah I mean, it, it kind of reminded me. I'm like, yo, I feel like I want to play a basketball game right now. It does remind me of that shit. Oh, but, yeah, um, like like a menu screen. Yeah, yeah. Like 2K fucking 14 and shit. Yeah, There's yeah. business for that, though. That's right. No, nah, for real. No, you I know mean, what? You can license that beat. Whoever made that beat, you really could. That, can, uh, can you I play a little I bit of I can't imagine that for yeah. an artist, though. Hold on. One more. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm selecting through my shit. Video game? Right. Get over here. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to crap it. But Whoever that is. For, for like sorry, dude, video game shit, that would probably sorry. work. Yeah, sell that shit. You can make more than motherfucking regular producers get paid. Because licensing pays a lot of money. All right, who's next? Next joint is Smokey Got Beats. Shout to Smokey Got Beats. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is nasty. Definitely need to put like a hook in there because that that beat is dope. Um, yeah, the swing on that shit was crazy, man. Yeah, I fuck with that. I'm I'm a blap it, but the tag 
You can take the tag out of the whole beat, like damn. At least he did it with it, though. It was. At least he did it on, you know, yeah, with, with cool. the rhythm. He did, he, but he, but he didn't need the tag. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this we shit ain't was dope. We didn't shit. need the tag. Yeah, the tag in the beginning is cool, but the, let the rest of the beat rock out. Sometimes yeah. the tag might like kill the whole flavor, yeah. but it's dope nonetheless. Black. I'm gonna blap it as well. Um, put a hook in there. Take it to the next level. You know what I mean? Like give give us a fucking hook. Um, that shit, man. Yeah, good beat. Really good beat. I love the swing. Yeah, it's yeah, blap. Yeah, I was rocking with it. Yes. Cool, let's move on. That's what we got for today. We oh, that's like, it? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, that's yeah, it. That's like, all, uh, folks. That's all, folks. All right, well, I guess let's get to our music break, you know, and then we'll come back with uh, Tony G. Tony G from G-Unit is here, yeah. a man of many, many, many things. Let's go. Let's go. Bitch, we're leaving the mic. I ain't your best son. I ain't been to church in a while. But on that look, I confess some. I missed a couple blessings, wasn't ready. I was counting money. But I swear I catch the next one. I did some dirt to be the fresh one. I lost some friends over ends, but I guess that's what I get, huh? Tasting dreams that I could barely see. Shooting for the stars. When that's something I could never be. Maybe all the flash wasn't meant for me. Maybe I'm too real for this industry. I sit alone in this four-corner room, writing about life and how it goes too soon. Pimping these broads, fast cars and jewels, all in the blink of an eye. I could lose. It's all good. Love and pain. Some things I just can't change. Just can't change. I can't keep worrying about the things in my life. I can't change. Dear Lord, give me the strength to fight the evil in this game. Think I'm no good, and she should. I ain't done much to make her think different. Late night checking chicks really wasn't effortless. I'm erasing messages so she ain't caught me slipping. I never really knew how much I loved her till she dipped in. Decided she ain't scared of lion tigers and bears, but she's scared to be in love with me. Out of fear that I'll sleep with every broad on the road I see. Probably so dope, I ride solo on a mission for some more dope. Ball hard to ease my mind. Tried to call in, she picked up. Says she really can't talk, it ain't over, but she needs some time. Now I'm in limbo, it ain't simple. Yeah, I feel her. Say she got a friend, and word is she really dig him. I'm dealing with the pain, I lost the hand, I know it. I'm praying for the strength not to show it. Seems hopeless. I can't keep worrying about the things in my life I can't change. Dear Lord, give me the strength to fight the evil in this game. Ooh, I close my eyes and get down on my knees. Pray to the heavens, protect my family. If I leave, that's good enough. I was just waiting on this moment in my grandmama kitchen. The artists from Mississippi, like who would care to listen? I'm southernized, countrified, no doubt. I hustle hard, my slang raw, so what now? Get it in by any means, I said. Having dreams of the green for such things I played. Sweating tears, potent drove and beers. Liquor helps me think, but I paid a toll in years. Women galore, some were whores. They never feel the void, all I wanted was more. The company up under me was shady. Childhood friends turned enemies, they hating. A lot of folk that made it to hell, I know they waiting. For me to fall off and burn if I'm forsaken. We broke us up in equity, Lord, we knew better. It's hard to be broken, do better. Father, forgive me. I can't keep worrying about the things in my life. I can't change. Dear Lord, give me the strength to fight the evil in this game. 
Ooh, I close my eyes and get down on my knees. Pray to the heavens, protect my family. If I leave, that's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. From the skunk in the tank that is crunk in the dungeon It goes on and on and on like that Going out to the cheeks and the hoes and the legs All sooky, sooky, all day and day Any day, every DJ damn day I'll be thinking about the good old days When I was a whippersnapper You should try to get a kiss But now we beat them draws I'm after I'm just a southern playlistic pimp I used to slang a fat rock But now I'm surfing him I never even smoked a crumb or crap But yo, I'm dope But doper than a junkie or a pookie Cause it's some So each one Teach one. I be claiming true to his point at College Park and the things I used to do around ATL, home of the pimps and the money makers. Club niggas, Magic City, and the Southern players. I never said I was a gangster, but I will do ya. So hallelujah, hallelujah. One for the players at the crib drinking drinks, and two is for the sound. Hootie hoo that I made. Hootie hoo. This is my favorite spot, but ain't no gang when they be calling your name in the code. Oh, it's Saturday night, I guess that makes it all right. Got an obese 20 sack, fully packed, so tight that it's busting out the seams. Yes, sir, I'm set. Oh, but let me duck the 380 before I jet. Hops off in the lack with big gift, you got a like booty hoo. Communication device done when I'm twice. Should I answer the call? Yes, we making them all. We met them off in the mall. Recall players ball. Well, it's players ball too, so I guess I call you later on. And then your whole crew can fall through. Now later on then got here I take some pink, now let me see what do we got here Draw, falling down like niggas and they drive-by I got up in the bones and I told her bye-bye About two weeks later she called me with some bullshit I'm in the crib watching Larry King live, the new Gucci's on the refrigerator, smoking some kush, this nigga's a lot of swisher, becoming a roach, go get the glass, ashtray, pour the glass, and crew, tap the bottle and toast, Barbie took a sip for the cause, yeah my son, soon to be three, tried to fill his bottle and run, then I got a collect call, heard niggas down the block is fighting, some nigga got knifed up brawling, heard the kid was 19, little infinity too, his father worked up at the dealer, he loved who, they tried to force Louis, son wasn't having it though, yeah, yeah, my nigga, the color of glue, decided I'ma intervene, guess he tried to wow on me, my nigga, this is like out of the blue, I'm in the rain strap, jumped out, took the chain, proceeded to talk to him, then you heard the heavy face slap, think I broke my wrist, now I'm at the hospital vest, fucked up my right hand, that's my check, now I wanna kill this little nigga true, only thing stopping my gun flaming, cause he related to you, oh, he ain't related to me, just that I know him for like 18 years, and to be violated, stealing my gear, my little Homie, yo, he eat anything for me Send him uptown, he get bad, yo, he never call me Come home and still blow cats for me Pump crack, stabbing all them hood rat shorties A live gun slinger, well known Born to dance when the heat is on Stapleton Day shot himself in the groin The gun went off, it looked like a flick When he fell to the floor, holding his nuts screaming God damn it, shit, I put one in my balls What the fuck they looking at me for? Call the police, do something Motherfucker standing around, watch when I get better All hell's gonna be terror Death to you, you He pointed at red, I said chill, that's fam do He put real work in that, make you cute Fuck that, but anyway, son of D He stole two polo rugby, swore to his dead mother I couldn't take it, Joe Lord, I knocked out his teeth Now he's rocking those four joints like everything's peace 
DJ, DJ, DJ Ron we King. We used to be number 10. Now we permanently part in the battle. Lost my finger. Mike became my arm. Pistol nozzle, it's nasal. Blood becomes a warm cellar. Come on, be easy now. Squeeze this armor. Test why clap. See that flesh get scorned. You so bad, make you feel like you ain't wanting to be born, John. Tell your friends, they the hell out of my lord. Chicken George became dead. George's stealing chickens from my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the dead kitchen. You're my fiosis, then I'm bringing all his sister Cecilia. Nobody shoot me. My body made a hand grenade. Girl bled to death while she was stuck in the razor blade. That sounds sick, maybe one day I'll ride the horror. Blackula comes to the gas, thinking I'm Jackson Acula. Stevie one deceased crack babies. Be clinging in the knees in their own families. I'm a getting come in the we soon done. Gun by my side just in case I got the bump. A boy on the side of Babylon trying to front like you're down with Mount Zion. Shit up. 
CPT, LBC, yeah, we hooking back up. And when they bang us in the club, baby, you got to get up. Thug niggas, drug dealers, yeah, they giving it up. Low life, yo life, boy, we living it up. Taking chances while we dancing in the party for show. Slip my hoe a 44 when she got in the back door. Bitches looking at me strange, but you know I don't care. Step up in this motherfucker just to swing in my hair. Bitch, quit talking, quit walk if you're down with the set. Take a bullet with some dick and take this dope on this jet. Out of town, put it down for the father of rap. And if your ass get cracked, bitch, shut your trap. Come back, get back, that's the part of success. If you believe in the ass, you'll be relieving the stress. Clips inserted, a baby's being born, same time a man is murdered, the beginning and end. As far as rap goes, it's only natural, I explain my plateau, and also what defines my name. First it was nasty, but times have changed, actually now I'm the artist, but hardcore my signs for pain. I spent time in the game, kept my mind on fame, saw things shoot up and do lines of cocaine. Saw my close friends shot, flatlining my same, that the pinch carry MAC-10s to practice my aim. On rooftops, tape CD covers the trees, line the barrel up with your weak pitching and squeeze, street scriptures. For lost souls in the crossroads To the corner thugs hustling for cars that cost dough To the big dogs living large, taking it light Pushing big toys, getting nice, join your life Is what you make it Suicide, few try to take it Belt tied around their neck and jail cells naked Heaven and hell, rap legend, presence is felt And of course, NAS are the letters that spell <laughs> Check it. I'm all about making it happen, kid, instead of yapping. The cheddar stack cat that get it cracking, bringing the action, center of attraction. Late night on the creek trashing, passing the party crashing, rap with a passion. Not a quitter or a forfeiter. One of them war rap cats with hollow point rhymes coming to hit you. I'm targeting my shot at all them fake rappers. The fake one to be gone. I want to hear the rest of that. Shit. that up. We just wanted to hear that. Boom. Yeah. Boom. That's one of the hot. That's one of my favorite Pete Rock beats of all time. I really, really like that. Yo, we got royalty in the building, man. Anyway, so welcome back. Blap on radio. Yeah. We have a very, very, very special guest today. My man Tony G from G Unit. Let's yeah. give a little round of applause. Yeah. What's going on? Big G. How are you guys? Yeah. Tony G. <laughs> That's the first. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Tony G. Uh, well, welcome, man. Thank, Thank you for coming through, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure, Tone. Um, man, so uh, you know, I'll let you properly introduce yourself. But uh, you know, I've known I've known Tony for for a long time now. Um, He's a and r at, at, at G-Unit, amongst many other things, which uh, you can tell the people about. Um, so welcome, Tony G, man. Just, you know, let the people know, uh, you know, what you do. And, uh, yeah, break it down. Like you said, A&R over at G-Unit Records. Um, what it, tell them what, you, what you've worked on as well. People, people might not know. Um, so far. Pretty much the whole roster on G-Unit, Banks, Yayo, uh, 50, um, Hot Rod, uh, now Paulie D, 
Um, and that pretty much sums it up for the label uh, who have wow. worked on. And now I'm working with Kick It and Paris, so we're excited about that. Very, 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 very cool. Um, and uh, people don't know that uh, you were you were you know fairly instrumental in um, a big record that came out a couple summers ago by a now pretty big producer named Cardiac. Yes, Cardiac. Wow. So, tell us about how that happened because you know, and I know that's not the beginning. Right, right. But uh, but that 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 how that happened always amazed me because it, the the from what I'm hearing and correct me if I'm wrong, but like the way that track manifested and how it all came together was sort of like right place at the right time almost so you know break break that down man how that track happened and for those who don't know what i'm talking about i'm talking about lloyd banks started up with fucking damn near everybody on it so right um it's a pretty crazy story actually cardiac used to send me beats for maybe like a year and a half before we placed anything he would send me beats every week like 10 20 beats and he kept getting better and better and better and i was like yo you're almost there and you know, it, it gets sometimes it gets frustrating for producers because the same beats for like a year and two, and they never hear back. And like, yo, I, I honestly, I have maybe like four or five hundred cardiac beats in my iTunes folder over the years. Wow. So wow. it got to a point where it's like, man, I really want to get a placement. And this is when we started working on Lloyd Banks's album. <laughs> and I was like, yo, just keep sending him, just keep sending him. And then he wasn't track star. Um, sorry. I'm going to tell you, tra- I call it Trackstar because Started Up used to be called Trackstar. Oh, okay. Uh, but Started Up was the fourth record he placed in one week with us. That's crazy. Whoa. <laughs> so I called him one day and I told him that he, before even Banks, 50 picked one of your beats. And that was the Outlaw record that we put out wow. about a year or two ago. And then I told him, listen, you have three records on Banks' album. And one of them ended actually not being on the album and I was like you'll keep sending me more keep sending me more right and he he was like yo I have some sudden beats but I never send them I, I don't want to send them over I was a like, cardiac send me everything you have I don't care what it is just send it to me and one of and he sent me like 40 beats and wow. one of them was started up in, 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 wow. in, a, in a beat he didn't want to originally send to us because he was wow. like oh you guys wouldn't like it wow and you know Banks got the beat batch with, with that beat on it and he recorded the record and it was what's called Trackstar. Wow. Um, and, you know, called, told Cardiac, hey, you have another record called Trackstar with Banks. And then Banks was like, I want to feature on it. So he reached out to uh, Fabulous. Fabulous is the first person who got on the record. Wait, so the track originally was, was a, a was Banks solo. Banks cut. solo. Okay. Banks hook, uh, three verse, two or three verses. Okay. Um, and uh, I didn't know, I forgot how the hook went, but it, it said it had Trackstar in it. Okay. Um, so... He reached out to Fab. Fab cut his words, and, he, and it was just used. It was just Fab and um, and Banks. And that was the whole record. So originally it was. So originally it was just Fab and Banks. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And uh, my bad. Little janky Sorry headphones. No, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> and then it was right at this time Kanye West tweeted, uh, "Lloyd Banks is the top five M- MC. He's very underrated." And I, I don't forget the exact tweet, but he tweeted like, t- t- "Lloyd Banks is my top five MC." Wow. So we're like, oh, shit. Um, and then I think Dre reached out to, um, to Kanye West's camp. He's like, yo, let's do, a, let's do a record together. And Banks is working on his album. Um, and the one record we sent over was a track star record. So Kanye got it, and Swiss wasn't even supposed to be on it. Swiss was in the studio when Kanye played it. Wow. And he was like, this is crazy. I need to be on this. And he came up with the hook, and we scratched the original hook. Ryan Leslie was in the studio. He, he did his thing, so it's just, you know. That's crazy. It was wow. from a beat that he didn't want to send to a week later, having Kanye West, 
Fabulous, wow. Swiss Beats, Ryan, all Ryan these guys Leslie. on it. Wow. See, so, at the, and I love that story because it's just further proof that, you know, sometimes your biggest placement or that one placement that can change your life, um, I wouldn't even say sometimes, but every time, there's always a crazy story behind it and always, like, an unexpected right. sort of thing. Do you have any other, um, you know, kind of kind of stories like that where, like, they were unexpected, like, for different producers? Like, right. uh, you know, I know the one record um, that Prime Maximus mm-hmm. did, right? Right. The uh, Beamer Benz of Bentley, which, by the way, and, and, like, I was just thinking about this the other day, dude. Shout out to Prime Maximus because, and I'm not naming names, but I really do feel like a lot of producers studied that shit. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to that beat. What was that? 2009? Yeah, Eight? I think 2009. That, 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 like, what he did back in 08, 09 is, like, pretty much what a lot of producers are trying to do. Anyway, right. uh, so uh, tell me about the Prime Maximus story, man, like, with, uh, with, with Beamer Benz or Bentley. Uh, I think the Beatles was around for a long time. Wow. I think over a year. Wow. And, wow. and Bangs had it for a long time. And then he just finally decided to cut it one day, and, and he went in with Joel's. Um, but, yeah, the Beatles was around for at least a year. And I think another artist, actually, I don't want to name who the artist is, another artist on another label, another major cut it, too. And it was kind of, like, in between. But oh, okay. Banks ended up getting the record. Um, but as far as crazy beat stories, there's one. Um, when we hit the hit lounge on thisis50.com, you were a guest, too, on one of the shows. Yep. Um, we set up a Gmail where people can send in tracks, and the Gmail would fill up in like literally like an hour or two. So we would have like a thousand beats sitting there, right. and it was the end of the night. I don't know who was the guest that day, and I was like, let me just pick a random one from the I don't know seven hundred thousand emails. I just picked a random one, pressed play. I really liked it, and now Fifty Cent and uh, well, I can't say the feature, but big okay. Fifty Cent, a big 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 artist on it, and it's a Fifties album. And that's just from randomly checking, just like you guys do, check yeah. beats. Wow. Yeah. It was just randomly, just pick the beat. It was like, oh, I like this. Played it for 50. He recorded on it. That's, that's crazy. crazy. That's just and they fun. never had a placement. Some kid from France. He never had a placement before. Overseas. Wow. 3,000 miles away and he got a placement. That's crazy. See, I love hearing shit like that yeah. because it really, it's, it's proof that, you know, if, if your shit's really good and it's quality and it's, and it's worth it, you know, you're not supposed to know how it's going to happen. You're not supposed to really know right. who gets it or who, you know, it's a lot of time. Most of the time, the person you intend to use it never uses it. And right. it's always something different. Yeah. You never know. Like a placement can come from anywhere. It can happen. Like I've had producers send beats and they had a placement a week after. And people like Cardiac who sent a year and a half, two years, and then finally got a placement. So there's, right. there's not one. Fr- producers always ask, well, how do I get a placement? I was like, I don't have an answer for that because there is not one way. There's so many different ways, so many different avenues through A&Rs, through managers, directed through the artist, yeah. um, the artist's barber, whatever it is. There's yeah. so many different ways you can get a beat to an artist. Yeah, yeah. It's very true. And, and you know, uh, and, and I say this so many times, but, uh, you know, Ryan Leslie brought up a good point about, uh, you know, um, Beats being like lottery tickets, basically. Right. And it's like, you know, printing out lottery tickets. Just right. keep printing them out. You never know. It's like planting seeds. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So and it's it, really and amazing. It's, and getting a placement, not even getting a placement, making money in the music industry is the slowest way to make money. Yeah. That's, and that's, if producers are listening, they're like, oh, I'm going to make a beat and I'm going to make money. It's like, if you're trying to make money through music, you have to love it because you're not going to make money for the first couple of years. Yeah. Whether yeah. you want to be an executive, whether you want to be a producer, whatever it is, 
it, it's the slowest possible way to make money. So don't ever do this for the money because you'll you'll be fr- you'll be you, you notice who those people are because after five or six months they're gone and you never see they're them gone, again. Right. Yeah. And and you know a lot of times sorry Stoney, a lot like of times you know the people that do bow out of it weren't really invested anyway. Right. You know so good Stoney. Now really that? quick Tony um you know I have to leave early but um. For the listeners and people who don't know who you are, I mean, you are in a great position right. with a great company. How did you start? Where are you from? You know, what? You know, how did you get into how, the music far, business? How far back should I go? I mean, if, if, you're, if you, you were playing, be an if, A&R, if you were playing drums, right. you know, in your diapers, I mean. <laughs> yeah, let's start with um, what made you decide to go yeah. into the music industry, right. and then what was like that first step in, in you pursuing that. Well, first of all, I was, you know, if you can tell by the accent, I, I was born in, in Europe, in Austria. Uh, I was born and raised there, and my family was really heavy into music. Uh, my uncle still plays, and now two of my cousins play for the Vienna Philharmonica, oh, and oh, it's classical cool. music. So I grew up playing, you know, guitar and the violin, but classical music. Mm. Um, and I never was really into hip-hop growing up, because um, I wasn't exposed to it. It was just, yeah. you know, classical music, and then obviously I was in Europe, so it was a lot of house music. A lot of the EDM stuff you hear today, it, w- it was huge back, you know, there back in the day. And then um, I moved to the States when I was 14, and I didn't speak any English. Wow. And I was, I was very lonely, yeah. a lot of lonely <laughs> nights, and um, I didn't have friends. Uh, I was a loner in school because I was the foreign kid. Right. Um, and this is, was when, this is when Napster was big. So oh, shit. I would, Early 2000s. Yeah, right. so I would download... I, I don't know. I, I started listening to hip hop. So I would download hip hop songs. Uh, I, I used to love it, but I didn't understand them. So I would read the lyrics online, and that's how I learned English by reading hip hop lyrics. So that's wow. crazy. It's not the most you know formal way to learn English. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how I learned English. And that's how I fell in love with hip hop. And right. that's I was wow. like, and you know, and then I went to college, and I knew I wanted to work in the music industry, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, and that's when I met in DC Broadway. Um, right. and, and Broadway is um, used to be the creative director at Genic Records, and he's the co-founder of This Is Fifty, and, and that's how you know. And he's the one who brought me in, and I didn't even know what an A and R is till I started working at a label. Wow! So once I got into the label, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I knew right. I wanted to produce, but I could never produce what I wanted to hear. I knew what I should hear, but I could never actually physically make the beat myself. Right. So. Um, you know, and then I found out what A and R is, and I got more into the in the, in the producing thing. Uh, Bye, Stony. Stony's leaving. <laughs> Peace. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Continue. So I, I kind of learned about the A and R field, and and I got really interested in it, and that's something I wanted to do. And I just started working with producers and started placing beats, and that's how my internship came out, came about. And that's amazing. So when when you got your internship, how did how did so that happened through Broadway? So well, yeah, Broadway, Broadway. kind of brought me in, and okay. I wasn't like an official because you have official interns and non-official interns. I was just kind of around; everybody knew me. Okay, I was just trying to figure out my lane. What is it that I really want to do? Um, so I was working. I was actually um, I used to go during the day. I would spend. Maybe from like 10 in the morning to like 7 p.m. I was there wow. every day, not making a dollar. Yeah. Just trying to see who I can help out. And at night, I was bartending at a strip club uh, nice. at Scores. I wasn't a stripper. So. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how for you those make of you, that fucking money being yeah, a bartender. For those of you trying to inquire. Yeah, yeah, don't get excited. Don't get excited. <laughs> uh, God damn it. I don't have a book and email on my Instagram. So. No, no, that. Um, I was a bartender at Scores uh, at night on the east side. I actually closed it down. So I used to bartend at night to like six in the mo- 5 in the morning sleep for a couple hours, go back to the office. And I, would, I used to do it like um, 
five, six days a week. Wow. And I lost like 30 pounds in one year just doing it because I, would, I wouldn't sleep, I wouldn't yeah. eat, and I would just crazy. You know, try to make money and try to get my internship. And then, like I said, I started working with producers, um, started placing beats and, you know, more and more beats. And they were like, yeah, maybe Tony should go into A&R field. And that's when I started uh, interning for Dre McKenzie. Wow. That's oh. amazing, man. That's a that's a great story. Were you going to say something, Sean? No, I just said it was dope. Okay, yeah, no, I, I was, you know, saying it. that's an amazing story because it just really, it's proof that consistency and right. dedication, you know what I mean, and, and hunger. And I think that coupled with, you know, the fact that you were really interested in the beats. Right. You know how, like you were saying, like you didn't know how to create them. But right. you knew what you wanted to hear. Exactly. And, I mean, those are the ingredients of a great A&R. And you have to be realistic because a lot of producers are not willing to accept no if they, don't have, if they can't physically, you know, make what they're supposed to make. And right. I realized early on, I was like, yeah, I can make some beats, but they don't sound like they should sound. So I was right. like, well, at least I know what it should sound like, so maybe I'll try something else, you know? Right. Exactly. So, exactly. Um, you just amazing. had to come to that realization. Right. It was probably tough because, like, I know a couple of producers that shit hanging up. Like, I've even thought about, like, should I hang this up? Hell no. You know what I mean? Just, just accepting that and figuring out what you really need to do and what exactly. you want to do is, yeah. like, a hard thing to... Yeah. Hard piddles. It is. to swallow. And, 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 it, and it takes time. I mean, yeah. you know, you fucking came from a different country. You right. learned the language, first of all. That's the and crazy then, part about and then it. You, <laughs> you, and then you, like, were figuring out... It was just a complete leap of faith that you took, right. and, and I respect that a lot, and, and that takes a lot of courage and a lot of faith in yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I, went, I went to school in, in D.C. To, at George Mason. I went to school for finance, wow. and after I graduated, I was like, I don't want to do this. All, wow. all, my, all my friends went to, you know, financial firms, and they, they went to go trade, right. and I was like, no. So I just moved from D.C. to New York, didn't have a job, didn't know anybody here, just moved up, and it took me like six months to get my internship, but I just... You just you have to know exactly what it is you want to do, and then just and then do go it. For just it. do it. Just do it. Right. That's that's still the dopest quote, man. Just do it, Nike. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> you um, could have been on Wall Street instead. Of you had G Unit. Right. And yeah. It, and that's how when and actually Scores got. I was still inter- interning when Scores shut down, and I needed a way to make money. Right. So I was. I told the office, listen, I'll be at the office from 3 p.m. until whatever time you need me. So I used to day trade during the day because I knew how to trade, and I went to school for it. My friends oh, wow. did it. So for like a year and a half, how I made money was day trading during the day, waking up at like 5.30 in the morning, 6 in the morning, wow. reading the news. And then once the markets opened up, I used to trade, make my money, and then go intern. That's, that's crazy. crazy. <laughs> See, that's awesome. There's 24 hours in a day. How do you spend it? Right. That's really the moral here, one of them. I mean, two hours of sleep a night. Yeah. God damn. Um, wow. So you did all this came all the way you're at G-Unit and then you start placing records you start changing producers lives right um, and now you're hanging out in Vegas with Paul E.D. Yeah, yeah, tell yeah, people yeah. about about that whole situation man I think a lot of people are really curious on right. on you know Paulie's talents because you know we've had conversations about what he's working on and, and what his passions are and it seems like he's got uh, his hands in a lot of different things that are really right. really awesome so yeah bring yeah, it down for the people, guys man um, a lot of people were confused in the beginning when we signed him and we didn't know what it was and, right. and it's understandable you know right. like somebody coming from reality tv like well, you know what the fuck is you going to do why are you signing paulie um the way it started out is we you know we re- initially reached out to him um i knew what he was doing i knew he was djing um and and at first it wasn't about signing him it was just about working with him maybe doing some remixes to seeing you know what he's doing and then um 
his manager, Adam Lieber, um, who also manages Britney and all these other big artists, was like, listen, hey, uh, Paul is actually looking for a, a record deal. And he wants to put a compilation album together. So we're like, all right. We met with him. Um, we saw him spin like three, four times. We're like, you know what? He's actually really dope. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know much about him. Uh, I never really watched Jersey Shore before I met him. Um, right. I started watching it after we signed him just to learn about him. Wow. Um, and I was like, he's a really dope DJ. Uh, and he spins more hip-hop than house. And I didn't know that. I thought it was a straight fist pumping. Yeah. And, yeah. and his sets is, like, I would say, like 60% hip-hop, 40% house music. Wow. Um, and I was like, yo, this is really dope. And we met with him, and he met with 50, and the whole label, he explained his vision. It just made sense for us. So, wow. Um, and, you know, there's always hate. People are always going to hate. Right. And they don't get it, and um, people are like, oh, he's only. De-. People don't understand. He was a DJ for ten years before before Jersey Shore, but just yeah. locally, you know. Yeah. Um, so I don't really get how he can be mad at someone using that platform and yeah. getting people are like, oh, he's a douchebag. Like, he'd be a douchebag if he didn't take advantage of what he had <laughs> exactly. and not do what he's doing now. And and people I don't are th- just fucking haters. Yeah. Man. I don't people. think he cares because you know. What did he, say? he quoted Drake? He's like, um, everything's gorgeous, Forbes list, whatever he said, whatever Drake yeah, said. So exactly. he made the Forbes list. I don't think he really cares if people are upset. <laughs> That's at pretty irrelevant at this point. And right. you know, he's another one too. Like, you know, I don't know his story exactly, but right. like, you know, like you said, he was DJing locally for ten years, yeah. completely unknown, right. and then he like takes that that again that that risk and that leap of faith and mm-hmm. like does an audition tape for this right. new show that no one has any idea will even be successful. Right. And he's just like, fuck it, you know? Yeah, but after, like it, after the show tape, the first season, you know, he went back to his... He, had, he used to work at a car dealership during the day, DJ at night. And right. for like, he went back to his normal life because the show didn't air until like six months to nine months after the, fir- you know, after the first season. Right. So, wow. So he, ne- he never knew what, what was going to happen, but for him not to take advantage would have been, you know, the asshole thing or jerk thing, yeah. whatever they call him. Yeah. Thing to do, so. so is he on Gino or is he on Gino? He's, uh, he's on Gino. What's the difference between Gino? Yeah, and break down Gino, Gino and G Unit. I think a lot of people um, want to know that. There is a well, G Unit. We obviously have our, you know, Thanks and, and Yeo and those guys, and then um, Fifty just one of those like a sister label, where there's music that's not really the aggressive material that G Unit was known for. Gotcha. Uh, whether it's pop records or signing DJs or R and B singers, uh, you know, he just figured it would be it would be. Because if you have an R&B singer or a DJ on G-Unit, people get confused if it's not right. the G-Unit sound. So right. he was like, let me, let me do G-Note. And, uh, but in, in all reality, it's the same people you know, behind G-Unit, the same people right. running it, the same office. So right. uh, it's just branding-wise. Branding. Branding. Sense, pretty much. And it makes a lot of sense. Right. So who signed to G-Note right now uh, so Right far? now, G-Note is Paulie, uh-huh. uh, Governor, uh, and Hot Rod. Nice. Right. How's Hot Rod doing? He's good. He's, um, you know, a lot of people don't know this. Um, you know, Hot Rod doesn't release a lot of music here, but he's been touring consistently for the past five years in, in Turkey, in Dubai, in Germany. He's wow. been Shit, all that's around how the you world. Make the money. See, yeah. see, see, Hot Rod's a smart guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Hot Rod is one of the you know biggest hustlers I know. Yeah, um, he's he's constantly booked overseas. Um, I remember when Baby by Me came out um, from Fifty, he was looking at the charts. He's like, Yo, I'm number three, and then he sees. And you see, you see Hot Rod, a record, is number two in Germany, which no one has ever heard of in, in the United States. So Hot wow. Rod has been definitely touring overseas and, and doing his thing. So. That's amazing. See, and, yo, like, there's a lot of money to be made overseas. Yeah. A lot. It's a, it's a big world out there. It's a big world. Think about it. Millions of people you're, you're missing on. You right. know what I mean? Shout to Hot Rod, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, do, I like that, that, that one record that he did with, uh, with Jake One. 
yeah, and married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, was a banger shit. to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember that? That shit was crazy. Right. So you got a hot rod. Um, you know, Paulie D's doing his thing. So when, when can people expect that Paulie D? Like, tell us a little uh, we, bit about the compilation, whatever you can you yeah, know, expose. Yeah, so compilation album is basically, um, it's half dance music. Mm-hmm. So you have your top 40 records. And if you have to compare to some, we don't like to compare, but it would say more of a David Guetta Lane or right. Calvin Harris. And then his hip-hop stuff is in the same name as, as Khaled does or DJ Drama. So oh, because okay. he's an open-format DJ and he's cool with all these artists, he was like, I don't want to just do dance. I don't want to do just do hip-hop. I'll do both. Right. Um, his next single is coming out um, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'll wow. let him announce it when it's ready. Yeah. Um, we put out the first single we put out um, was called Back to Love with Jay Sean. He's actually performing it on this Sunday at the Miss USA comp- competition. So oh, nice. He's going to have a lot of fun there. Uh, oh, I bet. I bet. I tried it's to find Paul an excuse to go out there with him. Paulie D is single, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's very single. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he's, very he's single. getting busy, I bet. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's yeah. Lucky guy. Yeah, very lucky. Paulie D. But, yeah, so I tried to find an excuse to go out there, but the label was like, no, no, you're not going <laughs> out there. <laughs> you're not going <laughs> anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Shit. So, uh, yeah, so we put that record out with Jay Sean, and it did really well. Right. Um, and, you know, we're excited for the next single. Awesome. So here's a question I have yeah. for you. And a lot of – this is like the million-dollar question. Right. Well, there's a, it's a multiple answer thing. But, uh, you well, know, producers, producers understand the, the concept of – by now, at least – the concept of creating beats and then sending them to people like you, right. you know, A&Rs or whoever, to, in hopes that you will pitch to an artist. So, you know – when you listen to beats, and I'm sure you've got this question before, but people still want to know, um, you know, what do you look for in, in, in beats? You know, I know that's sort of a broad question, right. but, like, what are some, you know, some common denominators that you look for with, with what you consider quality beats that are ready to pass off to an artist? Right. Uh, I mean, it depends what I'm looking for at the moment. Okay. Um, but just in general, it's just a certain quality of sound, um, whether it's a dance record or it's a... Know, a hip hop record, just a certain quality, a certain you know, a polished sound, a clean mix, um, and it's just it's you just know it when you hear it. You know, you know it. I know when I hear an Illmind beat, I just know it. I mm-hmm. hear you know when I hear a cardiac beat or whatever it is, Jake Morn, uh, uh It's just a certain quality, and and you just you know if you're, if you're up, up, up and coming producer, just listen to the top ten hip hop records if you're a hip hop producer, and, and listen to the sound, and you know obviously those are mixed and mastered, but. Um, Find competitive sounds that will set you apart. Don't use everybody's same sound kit. Don't use stock sounds. Yeah. Don't chop up the same samples everyone has done. You know, don't do like, oh, I'm gonna make a hip hop beat out of the Godfather theme. Like, don't. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a horrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> How many of those have you got? Maybe like at least twice a week I get one of those. <laughs> oh this is the G-Unit Godfather beat. This is that Godfather <laughs> shit. I had this idea for the artwork for the single. Tony, check it out, yo. Just imagine 50 on the cover and make that shit look like the Godfather cover. <laughs> so find rare samples. Find, you know, whatever you have to do with your kicks, drums, filter them, yeah. EQ them. Whatever. I'm not a producer, but yeah. just set yourself apart, you know, and, and see what's out there and use it as a, you know, like a blueprint, but don't copy it. Don't copy someone else's sound because by the time you actually, by the time someone is as good as the beats you're making right now, that, it's going to be it's gonna be dated. And you're on to the next and you're trying to, because you're always going to try to catch up. Yeah. Don't try to catch up, you know. Exactly what we preach here all the yeah. time. Yeah. Shit you hear on the radio is at least six months old. Right. At least. Go ahead. Now, you, 
talked about samples. Um, so you guys have no qualms with, you know, getting samples and clearing them. Like, I know a lot no. of people are saying, like, oh, we want to stay away from samples because of this and that and paying, but... I mean, usually when a producer tells me there's a sample in the beat, my first reaction is like, fuck. But, <laughs> but okay. you guys hear that? Uh, but no, it's, if, it makes, if it's a great record and it makes sense, yeah. um, and we're in love with the record, we'll do whatever it takes to clear yeah. the record. Not, you know, as long as it's reasonable. Right, right. Um, don't sample if it doesn't make sense. You know, don't just throw a Michael Jackson vocal sample just because you think it's cool. Because it just, yeah. unless it adds a lot to the record, don't do it because it's not worth it. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, down the road, learn how to, you know, because there's great records where people where people have sampled and they've never made money off it, but it's great for the catalog, and it's great yeah. to brand yourself as a producer. But obviously, if you can, you know, make beats without, without producing or replay it so you get a little more of the publishing, you know? I have a, and I have a question about sampling, too. Mm-hmm. Sean, I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, is it true, and you don't have to answer this, but is it true that... Uh, if you are known as a sample producer, yeah. you are least likely to get those phone calls to be a producer on a track, knowing that okay, this such and such producer is a, is a sample producer. Right. As an A and R, as a whatever, we just really don't want to deal with that world, so we're not even going to call this person. No, to be honest, I just I would never. You know, not if I like a producer and I know he samples, I would still reach out because I want right. to. I want to know what he, you know, he has. He right. has, but so I would never not get beats from someone because they sample. Right. Um, what might end up happening is, if you solely produce, you're gonna and you start placing records, you're gonna end up a lot of, on a lot of mixtapes. Right. Because when it's time to put the album together in the mixtape, people are like, man, it's gonna be expensive to clear. Let's just put it, it on the mixtape. It just happens to end up on the mixtape, you know, uh, and, and that's see, how that's it is. Good, that's a good yeah. point. Because it's, it depends who the artist is, you know. Yeah. Um, if it's a marquee artist like 50, whatever, Interscope, cut the check, make yeah. it happen, you know. But if it's, if it's especially with indie artists or smaller artists who don't have that much pull at a, at a label and it costs 30, 50 grand just to clear the sample, never mind how much they got of publishing, the label is going to be like, no, but... Maybe you can leak the record, you know. Right, so, um, right. you know, that's how it happens. So, but yeah. I, I personally, I really don't care. Good music right. is good music. So, whether you have ten samples or it's all original, uh, right. I want to hear it and I want to place it, you know. Right. And I let the, I never let, um, you know, it's it's, it's a, there's a fine line between the creative and the business. Right. But in the very er, very early on, I solely focus on creative, and that's I don't good. let money dictate. The creative sound, that's dope. Right. and then later on, obviously, you have to you have to make sacrifices, and you have to some records you won't buy or you, you can't clear, and that's when you're like, all right, we have to get rid of this one or this one. But early on, when it's time just to create music, and it's all yeah. about the music, I, I don't even ask if there's a sample. Cut I wish that was a rule in the A and R handbook. Mm-hmm. What right. you just said, because that's really great, man. You guys heard it. Send your shit to Tony. <laughs> yeah, so we always say we have a saying like we let the suits worry about it. Yeah, you know? yeah. and yeah. some people say A and R is a suit too, but. I don't like to think so. I just yeah. like, as, at, at least me, it's just like, um, you know, I try to stay within budget. I try to save money. Um, you do that too. So you play good cop, bad cop, you know. Right. But as far as when it's creative, I don't let money dictate anything. Right. You know? Okay, cool. Um, so another sample question, actually, because I know you have a lot of experience, obviously, with this. But uh, So I know you've, you've been in situations where you have um, a track, and then there's a sample in it, right. and then uh, the sample... Uh, is replayed right so how does that break that down for the people you know as far as like 
how what a replay is and like what you still need to give up you know rights wise and what you still need to clear right a, a lot of times it's it's easier to clear a sample if, if you replay it and um, and it's just the, the money they take out from the publishing because you replayed it, it it doesn't necessarily mean that okay just because you replayed it you're good to go but just the odds and, and the publishing and the, and the fees you pay and the publishing you keep is it, it tends to be lower if you replay your sample you know right. and there's a lot of great you know there's Ken Lewis is someone who's great and he does yeah. it a lot for Kanye who replays sample and it's just easier clearing them and, right. and it's and it's good to have um, you know in the end like yeah sample if you want but Records that usually don't have big samples are the ones you see get licensed a lot too for TV right. and and commercials because they don't want to deal with that stuff either. So right, right, wow, crazy. Um, so speaking of, I'm glad you brought up licensing. Um, uh, what, what's some advice you can give to to the people listening as far as licensing records? Because you know licensing is is has always been right. a pretty large uh stream of income right uh as an option as a producer um so you know kind of break down how how that licensing works cuz i think you know a lot of questions i get are like producers kind of get confused like you know all right well you know i made a beat and um you know there's a sample in it and uh i want to license it but if i license it can i still can someone still rap on it right can i sell it still you know what i'm saying so it's like the difference between exclusive and non-exclusive and then that right. whole licensing thing like, I mean, how does that work it all depends on on the license agreement you have you know whatever you cut um you might license your beat to uh, i don't know uh fifa you know fifa right. 14 and they might own the beat after that you know they might own the masters or it's just a straight licensing and you can still sell it to someone else it, it, i think it varies by by track by track you know right I was actually dealing all day with the licensing paperwork for um, the song Polly's performing on Miss USA. So wow. when you're performing on a TV show, um, they have to clear the sa- they have to clear the masters. Well, they have to clear the masters um, with the label, whoever owns the master, and then mm-hmm. the publishing. And that's all the writers, uh, you know, the writers and producers of the record. So whoever has a share, and um, you know, and, but licensing is a is another great avenue. Um, you know what? I'm sorry, Tony. I was actually going to ask you to post up the number because I do want to take some calls today uh, right. for people well, who have questions for Tony. Real quick, because we have no idea who the fuck that is. Sorry, man. All right, so yeah. Um, so continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, licensing is not a great way for for producers to make money. Um, I always tell people, at the end of the day, it's just do your research. And if you, your favorite shows, whether it's Breaking Bad or Entourage back in the day, find out, just watch the credits at the end and you see who the mu- music supervisor is, you know? So, music supervisors. Yeah, don't shop your music just to A&Rs and, and, and uh, you know, artists. Send it to music supervisors. Every, every TV show has a music supervisor. Every video game has a music supervisor. And all right. it really takes is a little research, a uh, little stalking online, find out who these <laughs> people are, find them on Twitter, and, and that's another great way to, to get your music out there. And a great way to make money, and, and especially commercials. Doing commercials and like a big campaign is probably more money than placing a beat for, for an artist. Absolutely, I've yeah. actually heard, um, and I have experience in it too. And I've I've made significant more uh, licensing in, at certain you right. know times. Let's get this. Uh, let's get this fucking call. This shit is mad quick. Yo, what's good? You live on Blab on the radio. What's good? Hey, what's going on? I had a question for uh, Tony G and Ilmine. I mean, All right, cool. Hold on one second. We're going to lower down the music. Um, just lower down your volume on your end, too, so we don't get feedback. Okay. 
Okay, I'm sorry about that, man. All good. All right, cool. Yo, what's your question? Uh, I had a question. Uh, you said something to the effect of, uh, Tony G said, like, some guy sent him a beat from France, and uh, he randomly picked up that beat, and it was some dude who never had a placement before in his life. Uh, like, like what's, what's the next step? Like, you know what I mean? Or, like, you know how you made the beat for uh, the school summer, the morning? Yes. Like, like you, you always talk about publishing and everything, but from a producer who has no idea any of that, like, like what step? Like, what, what, what are you literally doing to get like your publishing? Like, like is this you know, question for Tony? Oh, it's it's actually for it's actually more so for Illmind. Okay. But I think Tony could elaborate too. Like, on on the Cool Summer, there's like four producers responsible for like one song. Right. So how do you who who negotiates that? Like, for, when Illmind did like the main main part on the morning but there's some other people who have their stuff how, how does how does Illmind negotiate okay like this is my publishing this is how much I get you know what I mean one word lawyer um lawyer negotiates um sometimes your manager negotiates but it's it's a it's a teamwork with your lawyer and your manager that really ultimately decide that um you know that that's really what it comes down to um the lawyer is there to negotiate basically everything for you on behalf of you um, and, you know, that's, that's really an important thing to keep in mind because, uh, you know, a lot of it, has, a lot of it uh, has to do with who you have as a lawyer. And if your lawyer is, 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 is powerful or if your lawyer is unknown, um, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of those things take into account. Fortunately, um, you know, my lawyer who brokered that deal for me, um, you know, brokered a lot of uh, good music stuff. So it was it was a sort of a, a, a no brainer to to have him on board to do that. So you know, number one, have a have a lawyer, and number two, you know, have a have the right lawyer. I think having the right lawyer is, is a big thing. But um, you know, nine times out of ten, it's your lawyer and, and your producer and your uh, manager or one or the other, um, pretty much handling that for you. Tony, do you have anything and, to uh, add? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Ilmai said it. It's just. Lawyer, definitely educate yourself, you know, and, yeah. and get the right lawyer. Don't have the lawyer who fights your parking tickets, try to negotiate your publishing for you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and just, you know, just do your research and get a lawyer, get good referrals, and, and they will pretty much handle it for you and, and let you know, you know, and, what's... And, and, and that's different than BMI and ASCAP. That's a whole different thing, right? Yes. Okay. Because I always need to that, so... You want to break down? Uh, <laughs> it's 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 a it's pretty long, but basically, um, if if you're a writer, if when you if you're a producer on a record, you're pretty much the same as a writer. You're, you're a writer or a producer on a record. Um, let's say you 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 know whatever your split is on the record, um, you have to uh, register with either BMI or ASCAP. Those are the two major ones. Um, you know, people always ask which one is the better one. Just do your research. Whatever is, is fits you better. And they collect your royalties for you. Um, uh, your, your and, 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 that, and that means and that means that every time a song gets played on the radio, exactly, not sold, right? right, exactly. Okay. So, so if you if you don't do that, you're pretty much asked out, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. You are, and okay. yeah. Yeah, that was my question. Yeah. Yeah, like the money's not. There's not like some guy like oh, this person uh, we owe them some money. Let's cut him a check. Like right. you have to collect it. You have to go out of your way. Or find people that will go out of the way for you, i.e., publishers or co-publishers, um, you know, to go out there and it's their job to collect your publishing for you. Thank you, guys. No doubt, man. Thanks for your call. All right, man. Peace. Cool. Uh, publishing. Oh shit. Okay, we got another call. Let's answer it. 
from that. Yeah. Never mind. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah. So no, I'm glad someone had a publishing question because right. that's that's like a consistent topic. I've been stopping for the last three weeks. It, yeah, it's, absolutely. And it's complicated it's too. Topic. It's it's you know it's, it takes a while for even us to learn what it is and there's uh, mechanicals and and all these different things. So yeah. it's definitely a good lawyer helps a lot. You know, good lawyer helps a lot. Um, and the publishing thing too. You know, I feel like it's. I mean, obviously, publishing is is. Uh, are what we're worth, you know, right. as a producer, that's everything to us. And, right. you know, when we sign publishing deals, you know, I, I'm, I'm, people may disagree with me, but I'm, I'm, I'm still for publishing deals. Right. I really do believe because, you know, what, here's one thing, guys, like, you know, people sort of are confused with the, with what a publishing deal is. Right. You know, it's not a record deal. Publishing deal is when, as a producer, you sign with a company that um, sometimes gives you money up front to uh, collect the publishing off of the songs that you've produced and the songs that you're about to produce. And sometimes they take some of it, sometimes they take all of it, depending on how your contract is. And um, sometimes they give you a lot of money up front, and right. sometimes they give you no money or somewhere in between. So it's just you're, you're basically a publishing deal is you're signing with a company, and their sole job is to collect your royalties, your publishing for you for records you've done. And on top of that, what a lot of people don't know is depending on what company you sign with, they also help you place records. Right. And they shop records for you. It's almost like a management team, you know, and exactly. some do it more than others or they help you place. A lot of producers always say, how do I get writers? How do I get writers? Well, publishing deal is a good way because publishers sign producers and writers. So right. it's only beneficial to them to, if you're signed to me, as, if I'm a publisher, if Ailmine is signed to me, um, and have a writer, I'll place them together. So, you know, it's, it's almost like a, it's a all team. all the family. That, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, publishing deals are a good thing. Um, if you ever get to that point as a producer to sign a, a big pub deal, and the money is good up front, and uh, you feel like it'll get you more work. I think that's the important thing, right. right, is if you feel like this publishing deal you enter will help you, you know, guarantee more or give you a better chance of placing records. Right. And, and don't do it just for the money. It's 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 a, yeah. it's a relationship. So yeah. who's gonna be who's gonna be your publishing rep? Do you have a good relationship with him? You know, yeah. does it feel like a family? Do you feel like they're gonna work for you? Then if it makes sense, do it. You know. Right. Someone just asked in the message board, how do you actually get a publishing deal though? Once uh, you get a few placements, uh, they really uh, call Tony. You, you can answer, and then I'll, I'll answer. As I well. mean, if if you have a few placements and you're you're on the radar, people are gonna reach out to you. You're gonna get more right. deals than you that you care for. Um, it's you know if if you if you're making noise if you make people will reach out to you you know um, and we're talking about like singles yeah singles more so of course yeah, yeah because yeah. like if you're an album cut dude no because there's, there's are, really no yeah. publishing to really collect unless it's a it's a marquee artist and they sell out you know millions of units exactly uh, but usually you know I, I would say nine out of ten times you know publishers approach the producer you know if you reach out to them they're not gonna get back to you yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah I was basically gonna say the same thing you know it uh, depending on uh, the records that you've been placing, trust me, these publishers are hungry. They will find you. They look at the credits. They'll right. find That's out That's how they make money, are. so they're going to come get you. They're going to come get you if you're there. So, uh, you know, you can't, you can't uh, wait around. You just have to go do it and get it. Um, and the, let the deal come to you. And I think that's similar with... Uh, you know, how to, how do I, here's another big question from a lot of people. How do I find a manager? Right. You know, you don't need, I always tell people, you don't need a manager in the beginning. It's yeah. just, um, 
you know, a lot of times managers aren't really managers. Your homeboy is not your manager. People, <laughs> your friends are not your managers. Yeah. Somebody has connections, obviously, is going to do better than your homeboy. Exactly. That you smoke weed with at home. Yeah. Exactly. The, guy, the guy you purchase weed from should definitely not be your manager. Yo, I should be your manager. Yo, what's up, B? Bring that, but uh, yo, bring that dub. But yo, uh, also to you, if you got like 10 minutes, I want to I wanna have like a little one on one with you. Now. This thing I'm about to do is going to be huge. Uh, somebody asked to elaborate. On what the caller was asking, if you don't have a lawyer, could you can't you just uh, negotiate your own deals? No way. Oh, hell no. It's, it's like a book. It's like 30, 40 pages, a producer agreement, and you will not understand more than two sentences in that whole thing. Yeah. Like, you will not be able to read a paragraph and understand what it says. I will say this, though. If you're in, if, if you're in desperate need and, you're, and you have just no options... Your best bet is finding a homie that can read it for right. you. Right. And maybe that maybe you know someone who's in law school exactly. or maybe you have a friend who's a lawyer or maybe even a family member. Maybe right, you have right. an uncle or aunt that's a lawyer. Maybe not an entertainment lawyer, but guess what? They have a better chance at understanding right, that right. contract than you do. Because those clauses are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> It'll go clauses through every crazy, letter man. of the alphabet, then Roman numerals <laughs> and all yeah. this other shit. And then fucking, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely don't uh, try to negotiate that yourself. That's just not a good look. Um, and ha- I think a, a people try to find out like, how do I find a lawyer? Right. That I, th- I feel like it's similar. I don't know if you agree, but I feel like it's similar f- with like the publishing thing, where you don't really go out and find lawyers. Like, sort of like find you almost in a way. Or well, vice another versa. thing you can do is um, read album credits. And they're going to, a lot of times, nine out of ten times, the album credits in the back says legal, legal by whatever, you know, whatever right. firm it is. And reach out to that firm because they, you know, they, they might have big artists and, and, you know, represent big labels, but they also have producers under them. So they're, and they're entertainment uh, attorneys. So read album credits and see who the attorney was for that album, for that label, for that artist, and reach out to them. And, by the way, lawyers also shop beats. Right. It happens a lot. Uh, no. I, I know a handful of lawyers that, you know, you broker a deal with them or you have a good relationship and if they know that they can break bread with you and they have a relationship with an artist they'll shop the shit for you as well now how about for like this producer that's starting out really doesn't have that much money and they get you know their first placement is that something where you got to put money up like right away for a lawyer or can he take it like you know when you get the track placed or whatever it depends on well for me in my experience i think it depends on um the what kind of deal it is i mean if you're talking like all right you're gonna you know you're 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 talking about like a like ten thousand dollars or more up front for a fee or like if it's like a big artist that you know can generate money then it depends on what the lawyer wants to do if the lawyer's confident that they can make a pretty good amount of money with a percentage instead, then they'll opt in for like, all right, just give us 5% of this entire deal and that'll be our payment. If they're not really fucking with it and they think that the deal isn't that big of a deal, then they're mm-hmm. probably going to want money up front, which is close to, what, a couple Gs right. to for, for a retainer. So, All right, just a couple more questions. They, they don't want to call in. Y'all lazy fuckers. <laughs> it's because you, your voices are whack. That's why. Um, how does a new producer start networking with ARs? For instance, how did Cardiac get in contact with uh, Tony? Connect? Twitter. Twitter. You got, he's reaching me on Twitter. Like anybody, like nine out of ten people are reachable on Twitter. Just 
if you want to find out who A&Rs are, read the al album credits is very important. Read the album credits. It's mm -hmm. going to say A&R by such and such. Google that person. Find their Twitter. And a lot of times they're going to post their emails on there or they have a way for you to reach them. Uh, not everyone, not everyone is going to be responsive. You might not hear back. But, I, for example, I post my email um, on Twitter all the time. And you have direct contact, a direct way to reach me. Yeah, so I, I found your your fucking email on a producer website. Exactly. There's a whole list of A&Rs on here. Right. So just, just do your research. Just, you know, like I said, be, like I use Twitter for everything. You know, I use, for networking, um, finding who's who, finding my next girlfriend, whatever it is. Just, just be online, network. Right. And, and, and obviously another thing is going to showcases, you know, like iStandard or um, new music conference, whatever it is. These A&Rs are there. Shake hands, meet them. Yeah. And, and get email addresses from them. And that's the best way to reach them. And it's, it's not going to be quick. It's, you might send, it'll take a while. It'll take a while. But finding out who's who is number one. Finding out who's the A&R, who, who do you have beats for, and then <coughs> sending them out. And it's just, you know, that's how it works. All right. Yeah, exactly. Reaching out to people is, is pretty easy nowadays. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, I, at first, like, when I was starting to get my feet wet with, like, production and shit like that, like, I kind of didn't want to fuck with the showcases, the networking showcases, because, right. like, you know, they would list a bunch of people I had no idea who the fuck they were. Right. And then sometimes it'd be, like, some hood showcase where it's, like, <laughs> you know, fucking, I don't know, uh, Colt 45 representation CEO. Like, who? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, nowadays I feel like the showcases and... All that is getting a lot better, especially with yeah. like I stand. It yeah. actually has some reputable right. cats yeah. showing up. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, th those events are always good. I mean, you've done plenty of those I standard joints. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I think it's very easy to reach people. You know, and and the key here, guys, is um, knowing what you're worth. You know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna connect with somebody, what do you have to offer them? Right. You know, is your music even good? Exactly. You know, I mean, you can re you can damn near find anyone's contacts nowadays but when you contact that person are you really confident and ready yeah. to, point, to you, show them what you have you only get one first uh, first impression exactly you know? so if i see whatever producer blaze whatever and he sends me beats and, and they're terrible and he keeps sending me emails and emails and he doesn't really improve i don't check him anymore i see it i delete it i just leave it you know what i mean yeah. so make sure your music is ready and because you don't get a lot of first impressions you only get one um, yeah. And there's always, you know, and I'll always give people a second chance, a third chance, even a fourth, because people grow. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, don't send out music just to send it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you feel like you made a beat and you think it. And always, I always tell producers, wait like a week or two, because producers, you know, an artist, especially right after they make a finish a beat, oh, this is the craziest beat. I got to send it out tonight, tonight. Wait yeah. a day or two and listen to it again and see, see if you feel the same about it. Yeah. And then send out your music. Don't sure. do it fresh from the studio because that's. Because you're in there, you're high, you're probably high, you're probably drunk, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> you're probably hype off of the Red Bull Great. and all that stuff. Speaking of uh, knowing what you're worth, I guess it goes into this question from uh, the Wrath, or is it the Wraith? Um, what if an unknown producer gets contacted by a big-name artist who wants to use their beat? How much should the producer charge without mm -hmm. seeming foolish? And that's kind of like, you know... When you're first getting in the game, that's, like, your biggest concern. Like, they always think about, you know, the this, money okay. first, but it's like, this is what my, if they give them to them for free? You know this mean? is my opinion on yeah. that situation. This is what I would do. 
if I had no placements and Young Jeezy called me, <laughs> if I had no place, I use we use him a lot. In right. Every <laughs> fucking every example is Young Jeezy. Uh, if you uh, are a new producer and a big artist heard your shit, first of all, who's contacting you, the A and R or the artist? Either way, the first thing that you should do is just form a relationship with that person. Don't just like out the. I would say to out the gate. Don't say, "All right, cool. I want uh, seventy five hundred dollars, or I want. Can I get ten Gs for that?" Like, because that's just to me. That's a turn off. I mean, the first thing you should do is feel out the situation. Uh, you know, get to know the situation more. You know what I mean? Like, what what is the magnitude of what's what's going to happen? Um, and also, I think at that point too, if you have no idea how to approach that situation, then you should definitely do research and have some people to back you up, you know what I mean? Because if you go into that situation completely blinded, you will get fucked. Right. I mean, if, if, if for example, if 50 picks a beat, um, it depends who the producer is too, you right. know? If it's, if it's someone like Illmind, I would sit down and be like, hey, listen, what do you usually charge? What did you get on your last record, you know? Yeah. Um, and see if that's within our budget. If you're a brand new producer and you've never placed a beat, I'm going to tell you exactly how much I'm going to pay you, and that's what mm. you're going to get. You're not yeah. going to get a dollar more. Yeah. And, and and there's a certain fee new producers get, um, and it's not a lot. And it doesn't make sense to pay a lot for a new producer. Right. Um, let's, let's hear that figure. Uh, you know. No, no, don't say it. <laughs> you got to shop me. That's the million-dollar question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, and, you know, it's funny because that we were talking about that a yeah. lot on this show is – you know, being a new producer and not getting paid enough money, right. but it, it it is a thing. You know, there's a there's a fine line between, you know, being a brand new producer with zero credits mm -hmm. and getting X amount of dollars. But then, you know, you have to really also keep in mind that that's your start. You're right. starting from there, and it's gonna grow from there. Right. But you just you got to start somewhere. I mean, know what you're worth, but know also you're er worth. also earn your earn it yeah. exactly. Earn it. And if you're a new producer. Don't even worry about how much you're getting paid. Just try to get as many placements as you can. Yes. Don't even worry. Your first 10, 20 beats you placed, do it for free if you have to. Don't worry right. about the money because that's more important in the beginning, building your brand. Your brand. And then once you have a brand and once you earn it, then, then demand what you want to demand. Exactly. And if you're out of line, we'll just don't pay you. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, how about with the publishing when, when you're a new producer? Like I hear sometimes um, producers don't actually get their 50% of the track. You know what I mean? I mean, we... If there's no samples, we always get 50%. So That's dope. Mm. Let's get this call. What's up? You want Black on Radio? What's up? Hello. What's good? You want Black on Radio? What's going on, man? What's going on, man? You got a question? Not much. I had a question for uh, Tony G. What's going on, man? Not much, dude. I uh, want to ask you a couple questions, man. I started, uh, started making beats as a hobby about four years ago. Right. Uh, I'm a uh, laborer for construction right now, so, you know, I get out of work, do whatever, you know, I fuck around with the shit, whatever, when I put the baby to bed and shit, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and I wanted to know, like, uh, as far as, like, uh, like tagging the beat and sending it to you and and everything else, like like you said, networking, I really don't fuck with Twitter like that and shit. Right. Is that a, a necessity? Networking? Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a must. I mean, you have to network, because if you don't network, who, who do you know... For example, if, if I meet you and you tell me your name at a showcase and it's like, listen, I'm going to send you an email, there's a much higher percentage I'm going to open that email if I recognize, if I recognize who it is. I'm like, this kid came up to me. He, he took the time to say what's up. Um, and just a random email, I have no idea who it is. And, and 
putting a face to a name is, is very, very important. Like the other day I had Ilmai come by my office and, and we, we, you know, we just, we just, just and to me that's important because I can just be like, Ilmai, send me beats. There's no need, there's no, there's no need for you to come to the city or there's no need for me to sit down an hour and talk to you. But it's, relationships are very important and you're going to learn later on once you, relationships and who you know and, and your network is everything that matters in this music industry. And that's why okay. I make it a point for people to know who I am, for Ilmai to come to the office, that we meet face-to-face, because at the end of the day, relationships are going to make you and break you in this industry. Okay. So, like, so like let's say, like, when he does a showcase or something, right. say I was interested in going about that. Like, like I said, I just started off, mm-hmm. but I'm from Indiana, like five minutes from Chicago. Right. So, with that, like you say, like you say, that, that would help our networking? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, of course, going there and, and meeting, meeting, you know, like... Uh, Elman has splash showcases. It's of course meeting people and shaking hands is is, is a lot more than send, tweeting me, hey, can you check out my music? Which I get millions a day, you know. Um, right. So it's just it's you know face to face is always gonna work better. Yeah, face to face is everything. Um, you know, just like just me, me, you know, from from a producer, me being a producer, um, I've things always are better when you're meeting people and you're out and about. Right. I mean, go, you got to go out. You know, you can't be in your computer all day. I mean, internet obviously is, is, is a huge resource, but um, you got to show a face. You got you to gotta, you gotta meet people. You know what I mean? So uh, do, do what you can to be around the people you want to be around. If there's, a, if there's a local producer showcase and there's fucking 10 people there, fuck it, go. You know right. what I mean? And, and right. meet those people and get to know them. If you find out about a showcase in New York or maybe even Chicago around your way, you know what I mean? Right. Take that leap and book a flight or take a drive and, and go out there and go to the show. You know what I mean? These are things that you're investing your money and your time back into people that you should be meeting. So if, just no doubt. If no you don't doubt. invest in sure. yourself, no one else is going to invest in you. So remember that. Right, okay. Well, thanks for your time, fellas. I've, I've been sending you a couple beats, Tony. You ain't picked them, so. All right. Hopefully, man, it's like Lotto, man. It's, we get a lot of submissions, but hopefully we pick yours soon. All right. Hey, man, take care. Take care, thanks, bro. Brother. All right, it's 12.03. I wish we could take more calls. There's oh, so much shit. to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, Tony, any uh, any anything else you want to plug tonight before you bounce? I mean, Pauly D's coming out soon. Right. What else you guys... What are you guys looking... Actually, what are you... Uh, what what are you looking for? Are you looking for beats for yeah, certain At the people? moment, I'm looking for everything. I'm looking okay. for hip-hop beats, um, trap beats, um, pop records, top 40 records with, with top lines, with references, mm-hmm. um, everything. Like This is this is actually the best time to send me beats because I'm currently looking for everything and everything and just make sure, you know, follow me on Twitter, at TonyGNYC. I uh, post my email on there all the time and, you know, and send me music. And producers. I listen to, I listen, yeah, producers, producers yeah. artists, writers, whatever it is. I'm right. looking for artists, you know, never say no to an artist, looking for writers. Um, and believe it or not, I listen to every single email I get. It might take me a month or two to get to your email. Uh, I probably won't reply unless it's something I like. But if you ever send me an email, there's a 99.9% chance that I, that I check it out. You hear that, guys? So mm-hmm. get on that now at TonyGNYC. If you're not following them, follow them now. Give him a shout. Find out the email. Send him some shit. This could, you know, this could be the next started up. You know what I mean? One last question they had: How do how do you send the beats? Do you want zip files? Do you want um, MP3s? Do you want links? If if you're an artist, I don't really need more than two or three records. Just attach them as an MP3. If you're an artist, um, um, 
put like 10 or 15, bo uh, 10 or 15 beats in a, in a zip folder and you send space or you send it or we transfer and just mm -hmm. send me the link along with your contact information. So if I do like something, it's, it's easy for me to reach you. Uh, your phone number, your girlfriend's cell phone number, whatever, whatever <laughs> it is. Uh -huh. If I need to get reach you, I need to reach you. And, um, and as far, you know, put, I pref and different, I can't speak for every A&R, but um, don't tag your beats in the beginning if you have a cool tag. Um, but please don't tag your beats throughout the whole beat. And the reason I say this is because when we go through beats with the artist, a lot of times we don't know if we want to purchase a beat till we vocal it, yeah. till the artist goes in. And but if there's a tag on it, they won't go and vocal it. So by the time I reach you, and probably the same asshole who didn't put his contact information in the email, it takes me two or three days to get a hold of you to get the untagged beat or a full length beat, and we already moved on and fifty forgot, and he's he wants to do another record. So yeah. uh, if you're afraid to send out your beats, and and you tag him every ten seconds, you know what? Don't even send them to me. You know what I mean? There or, you go. And, there it is. and don't be afraid to get your beats out there. There it is. Well, Tony, Tony G, thank you for coming, man. Thanks for Have having me. Applause for Tony. Hi, man. Stony left early. She. She had a good reason. You know she had a good mean? reason. She had a good reason. Where'd it's all go? good. Club. No, nah, son was at. The, you know, his son was at the prime. She had to scoop him out. She right? had to scoop him up. Oh yeah, exactly. Scoop him out. Exactly, man. We missed Stony already. Damn, her presence is her unpresence is definitely <laughs> felt. Well, Tony, thank you for coming through, man. Thanks for um, me. Yeah, man. Appreciate your presence over here, Rumpy. You. Any last words? Uh, yo, uh, Famous no, actually. Do you got any events coming up and shit? Uh, I'm going to Miami next week, man. Ah, uh, enjoy. Yeah. What are you so, doing there? Uh, with Sky and Tour. Uh, oh, shit. I didn't know. Barrel Brothers. <laughs> Barrel Brothers. On that note, see y'all next week. Be safe and uh, know your shit. Word. And uh, keep your publishing. <laughs> Peace. Peace.